That was a tough one. And I've got no no second can for a second go. So happy two hundredth episode. We've, we've nailed this. It's perfect. We've nailed it so much. I would suggest retiring it from now on <laughs> into oh. perpetuity. It shall go to the heavens. It shall look down upon us. Oh, all right. The other I'll, side. You know, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I will retire it. Off. If, if you'd like, after 200 episodes, that oh, sounds like... Oh, please are coming to take it away. <laughs> that it's sounds like a good time to retire it. I mean, it would have been a good time to retire it some hundred odd episodes ago. Oh, God, no. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Happy episode 200. My name Happy is... Happy episode 200. My name is Andrew Jones. And back in the time when there were cinemas, I was a cinemaphile. I am Johnny Ellis, and... In all times, in all pandemics, I am movie mad. Are you movie mad, despite any occasion? I am indeed movie mad. That's good, because it's the name of the podcast in which I posit to you that your movie mad credentials are a little bit on the off side, because you, perhaps, haven't seen all the films that you should have seen by now. And one film we should have seen by now is this week's film. In the Heights. (laughs) If only. But the world was not wide enough for us to be socially distant and then go and see a film. So instead, we have to stay home, stay alert, and wear a mask. I'll put mine on right now. (laughs) Hello there! (laughs) What's going on? I mean, how... The shadows. Because that was our plan, to celebrate 200 episodes with... With um, you're going to watch The Dark Knight Rises, yes? In the Heights. But it's a two-hour and we... 40 minute production. <laughs> what are we going to do instead of that? In it, I presume. I didn't see the whole film. There's a lovely, lovely voice. So, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises is basically this film on steroids. <laughs> the summer was on steroids. But to me, it was just boring. <laughs> you sound Welsh. Steroids? I was on steroids. It's okay to be afraid. <laughs> Whether I took the mask or not. Hello. <laughs> or an adventure. <laughs> um, Hello, Bruce. Oh, I wonder gosh. if Andrew's even still there. Oh, it's just me. Do little. From, <laughs> from the beloved film Do Little, which made a lot more money than you may imagine. <laughs> Did you ever see Doolittle? Oh, I was in it. I lived it. <laughs> Did you see Doolittle? No. Apparently I give a dragon an enema. What? A dragon an enema. Sorry, a dragon an yeah. enema. <laughs> because I'm Welsh, oh, I have God. to slay the dragon. And why not do it in the most Welsh way? Sticking up the bum. Right, of course. The jacks. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Went down to Swansea, if you will. 
Taking up the bridge end. I have no idea where to go with this. Shoving up Port Talbot. <laughs> All the way up to Snowdonia. Is there going to be a sequel? Was that, yes. was that set up? How was it set up? It ends with me looking at the camera and go, I should change my name from Doolittle to Doolotto. Oh my god. And I become an axolotl. I've got cute eyes <laughs> and a smiley face. <laughs> is the sequel when he's in quarantine? Because the first one was called Doolittle, right? Yes. So is the sequel going to be called Doctor Doolittle? And I do all not that, get my get doctor doctor. anymore. Uh, really? I am unlicensed. <laughs> okay. I cannot be. I was going to say disparaged, but what's the disparaging nature of the Doctor? Strakov. Mm. Struck off. <laughs> yes, beef struck off. <laughs> now, what's wrong with a little bit of do little? Everything. What's wrong with a lot of bit of axolotl? <laughs> Put little and axolotl together, you get the sequel. Okay. <laughs> who could say no to that? Everyone. Maybe one director who wouldn't want to do this film. <laughs> have you have you seen I'm Andrew's? Radiator. It's me, the Terminator. <laughs> oh my god. You'll be back. It's me, King George. <laughs> Dragon Slayer. <laughs> have, you, have you seen Andrew's radiator? I don't need a radiator. I've got a massive sweater. <laughs> I did it myself. A cramping weapon for The long run cramping weapon snap. That's Welsh for woolen sweater, you betcha. Rhymes are better in English, but they look better Welsh. Please have a look at the radiator. Okay, let me just pop it open. Oh, hello! (laughs) Now step inside. I can only talk to animals, I can't talk to humans. (laughs) I have to go inside. Yes. It's okay to be scared. Goodness. Um, Andrew, hey, what's this week's film? Uh, we're not watching a film this week. We're, watching we're not watching a film. documented piece of art. We are indeed. Um, it's a it's shame we're not... Right now, we're watching... We're just celebrating the fact that we've done 200 episodes. So we we can have see indeed. It. Not even, we don't even need to watch a film this week. We can we, just do nothing. I've been waiting to watch this film. We need to watch a film this week. <laughs> yeah, nah... <laughs> no, I'll tell you what we can watch. We can watch. Uh, you like Tarantino. We can watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm not no, you like that music- one. You like musicals, right? I do um, like musicals. Watch Mummy. Here we go again. We, we could. These we iconic milestones. We should just do that every hundred episodes. Mummy, here we go again. I mean, it's on Netflix now, so everyone has no excuse to it uh, is indeed. share with one another. Both are on Netflix, so you can double bill it. Yeah, one of them's on Netflix, and then one of them doesn't exist. Just doesn't <laughs> not do. How do you feel? We've made it this far. Four years. It's it's uh it's strange to imagine, isn't it? It's it feels like only yesterday that we that were was never did last year. Cliche. <laughs> uh, that it feels like only yesterday we were stood in uh, Cineworld at the O2, and you oh, were that. suggesting doing a podcast, and you were just getting angrier and angrier with me about films I hadn't seen. Yeah, because it was ridiculous. You haven't seen films. You sit there watching new films. You hadn't seen the old films. Yeah. The all yeah. or nothing films. And I thought, oh, what a perfect way to 
catch up with some classics, you know, Gone with the Wind and, and um, you know, some classic Hitchcocks. Um, some Golden Girls, is, a couple of episodes of Community, some Scrub. <laughs> but not Mad Men. And instead, uh, you've introduced me, you have introduced me to some old films. No, no, no real true big, big classics. No, the but, classics um, are the films you watch on your own because you know that you're meant to watch them. People tell you to do that on the list. <laughs> this podcast is about what are the films people don't tell you to watch, but you kind of probably should watch. Fair enough. I the mean, obscure, yeah. the out of sorts, the strange, the... You probably would never do this if I didn't make you do this. You have expanded my horizons, I'll give you that. Thank you. And I, I feel like I, in turn, have expanded yours. Yeah. I, things uh, like Anime and the Apocalypse. Sure. Um... And Jesus Christ Superstar. So musicals. You've expanded my mind with Oh, musicals. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't and, have musicals um, anymore, so we're not going to even cats. do one. Nope. Nope. Speaking of musicals, so we, Shop of Horrors. We, Are you still listening to that? I still... I haven't listened to it in a while, but, you know, it's still a favourite. Good. Um, but, yeah, remember when we did Cats and, uh, and we Which said, version? well, both versions, but look, the most recent version... And we said, well, there's no point in watching any other musical again because Cats was so perfect. Is that what you said? That's why it's so perfect. Yeah. Why would that's what we that's the what other you said. iconic Cats movie nine lives into this? <laughs> that's what you said. You said, you know, that was the best musical you'd ever seen. Yeah, because I was watching Hamilton on my phone. <laughs> that's the best way to watch it. I believe so. And at that point, of course, it was just, you know, someone live streaming... Uh, a, a quick production they were doing at home. I think it was um, it was Lin Manuel Miranda. Weirdly, he was going, he was breaking down the people's homes when he could hear the music and saying, "Look, there's an eight-year-old trying to do the whole song." I think it was Pence recording it. You know, I don't understand. I can't remember his Penny. first name. Sen- 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 Pence. Penny, Penny Wise. <gasps> what if it was Penny Wise? Uh, well, it was Penny Wise. We know that. Do we? It was Pennywise, yeah. Do we? Is yeah, it yeah, Pennywise the same thing? Yeah. What is it? What would what would it turn into for you? Um, for me, I imagine it would probably be a dog. What does that mean? Would it turn into? Well, it's like a it's like a you know a boggart in uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, it, it oh. turns into your biggest fear. What's my biggest fear? Is what you're asking me? Yeah. What would what would it turn into for you? Commitment. <laughs> Commitment, he says, after doing 200 episodes of a podcast. Yeah, but I've cheated on you and done other podcasts. You what? Yeah. I've guessed on a couple of things when people actually want me on. People have guests for podcasts? That'd be stupid. We That'd have. Be... We, did, we, hey, we had a guest once. We did we an have interview once with or, Mark once Price. Or twice. Um, we you have. know, was it uh, Mark Servey popped in to talk about Sim One and his book once? But that's like that'd a, be stupid. A... That's that that we realised that didn't work, so we we uh, we never went back to uh, that very dry well. Do you know what? Well, do you know what might work though? We only have the one podcast. Me one... probably in this pandemic, I might work right. We only have the one uh, guest in that in particular episode. You know. Yeah, because you we know have... we've got star power and we should stay together forever what what if we had yeah. multiple guests for one oh, well, like episode an, like an orgy an orgy of guests i mean a talk orgy yeah that would be 
unbroadcastable. Well, you don't know until you try. Yeah, this isn't a broadcast, this is a podcast. Shall we have we some can, guests? Yeah, wait, we're getting some guests in. Talking to some friends about something. What should we talk about, though? Friends. Hmm. Ross. Or, I Rachel. suppose, if you want to keep it Joey. on topic. Phoebe. This week's episode, which is... Chadler. Hamilton. Marcel. <laughs> Marcel. Yeah, the sixth friend. Marcel's not one of the friends. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you watch the opening credits, it's Jennifer Aniston. It's Ross Geller. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> it's Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> it's Matthew Perry. <laughs> it's Marcel the Monkey. Uh, then at the back of it, there's also Lisa Kudrow. Sometimes she'll appear if she's not on Mad About You TV. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw Mad About You TV. Richard Kind no. tries to do a Stephen impression. <laughs> wasn't her twin sister was from another show, wasn't it? Mad About You. Oh, was that what it was? That's because she was on the show on that show at the same time, like the year so, before. And she was playing Ursula on that yeah. show. Yeah. Right. I didn't know it was Man About You. Hmm. I did. And that, that, that never became a show. How many seasons did it last, though? Uh, it was, it was last 10. Like eight, did it hit double figures? So, and then it came back last year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hard to find because it came back on uh, Spectrum TV in America, which nobody has, and then did not become available over any other international streaming options. So it's on the Spectrum? Yes, definitely on the Spectrum. Interesting. That's like Richard Kind. Oh, to be cruel, to be kind. Well, hey, um, let's have some Hold guests and Let's talk back. about Hamilton yeah. in depth. Is what I'm looking at right now. The undefeated presence. Well, Hamilton in depth. Book open. What does that mean to say? Is on the extras. You're on the extras. Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? What book page I've got open? Who, who tells your story, Johnny? Oh, you've got it. I thought you had the actual um, uh, biography. Oh, I don't own a biography of anybody. Would I own memoirs. Would you ever be inclined to read the Hamilton biography? Only if I could have music to wrap it to. <laughs> Make my own audio book, yeah. So we, we need uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's personal copy, where he's written the raps all around the edges. I don't need his personal copy. I need his professional copy. His ah, personal copy probably has like love letters in there, and that's awkward. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I love you. I love Rubens. Limmer will round the one in Big Eyes, right? Yeah. Big sure. Eyes Battle Angel. I mean, I'm not going to be able to watch those now without thinking of him in them now. Of course not, because he's in there. <laughs> that's kind now, of the, the important part. How do you feel? About the fact that uh, we're I feel be pretty watching... sad right now because I'm not here with you, feeling you right now. That's true. But well, how do you feel about the fact that we're watching Hamilton at home and not in a cinema? Because on the one hand, we're seeing it a year and a half early. But also, you know, we've seen it a year and two half to go yeah. or whatever. So it's not the yeah. same. But, um, but would you, if you had the option, if they, if someone came up to you right now and said, "Look, you can watch it now. We can make it available right now for you, yeah, and everyone else," or we'll release it in cinema next year in October as we plan to, and it won't be available anywhere for anyone. Which option would you take? 
Which Would you be more? willing to wait for it? Well, I'd be willing to wait for it. Me I've too. been willing to wait for it. Wait for it. Because I, I'd like to have like the communal event. I'd like to hang yeah. out with people. I'd like to hold people's hands. Do you think we'll ever get a chance to see it in the cinema? Yeah, I think you've had plenty of chance to see it in the cinema. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> 200 episodes and it's still... <laughs> still, you threw it in my face. It still never becomes not funny. Yep, it's like Jimmy Pardo. It is never not funny. <laughs> Do you want to um, give up talking to each other for a moment and just talk to people who are more interesting than us? Yes, that sounds... Let's get some friends in here. Let's have a bit of a party. It's episode two bloody hundred. It really is. There's too many episodes by, you know, 195, I'd say. Five is a good limit for a podcast. A small run. A series. Yeah. And then Christmas bonus. Well, open that radiator and let's get some guests. They're in the radiator, right? Right, well, we're here with Mark Serby, who uh, has... It's the only person who's actually been on an episode before. So you're kind of a returning guest in a way. Well, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm part of the fabric, but it's, it <laughs> certainly smells like I am part of the fabric. So um, I'm, You've I'm kept us going for 200 episodes, let's play for That's the fact here. I'm pleased to be back, gents. Thank you for having me. <laughs> what have you been doing in your time? Um, what everybody else has been doing with their time, trying to finish Netflix, trying to finish <laughs> Amazon Prime. Well, I mean, last time you were here with uh, a book about Al Pacino. Yes, that's you true. You haven't yes. the book, have you? Well, I had. Yeah, sorry. I didn't... Why would <laughs> you do that? that? I know, it was ridiculous. Like I hadn't punished myself enough by writing 600 and something pages about Al Pacino, <laughs> I decided to write 200 and something pages about Rick Mail. But, you know, different people, different generations. Um, well, this very one... much akin to each other, though. Yeah I, yeah, I guess so. Maybe. I don't know anymore. I have no idea. It all blurs. <laughs> I, I feel like Drop Dead Fred is basically the dog day afternoon of its generation. Huh. Huh. That's interesting. Use that now. Yeah, I do. You know what? I am going to use that. Yes, absolutely. Great. Just edit that out of the podcast so then we know that I said it first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know what? That's interesting. Actually, that is an interesting thought. Um, yeah. I mean, both of them really deal with a lot of issues that are, you know, more than important in the modern era and weren't yeah. at that time. So yes, yes. Well done, Andrew. You should write a book on these things. Oh, <laughs> I should, I should bridge your books together. <laughs> <laughs> it may take you a while. Maybe instead I'll just write a musical about it. That's how you people get do, the information yes. out now. Yes. <laughs> musicals. Musicals. Johnny, you like musicals. I am. I'm a big fan of musicals. Um, That's good. Yeah, Mark, I mean, do you like I... musicals? That's before he starts talking about cats. Do you like musicals? Uh, do you know, it's interesting because obviously you asked me about this the other week, saying, can you come on and talk about musicals? And I'm like, I don't know if I'm a huge musicals fan or not. Oh, I enjoy... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, there we go then. That was the end of me being on here for a second time. Never mind. Um, I will say that there are... The, the musicals that I enjoy, I actually really enjoy. There's no... There's no middle ground for me, I don't think. Sure. Uh, you don't have like where... one or two songs of something you kind of appreciate and then the rest you can give and take musicals. Yeah, there's a couple of musicals that, you know, like The Sound of Music, I'll be like, yeah, it's on. Ah, I can live with it. I can live without it. It's no problem. But my musical 
taste certainly veers between, oh, it's amazing, I want to be part of this musical, too. I absolutely detest all of these people singing. I <laughs> hope they burn um, in a fiery cabaret grave or something, you know. Ooh, uh, wow, that is yeah. <laughs> nuclear. Yeah, so, you know, that that's mine, but I, you know, Jonathan's probably completely different to me, which is great. I'm, yeah, I'm wondering which back, ones you hate. <laughs> Yeah, which ones do you? What what are the 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 DefCon One musicals to you? I'm scared to ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, La La Land, I absolutely adore. Okay. Oh, oh, the other way round. <laughs> oh, I absolutely adore you just, that. You I, just moonlit us. Yeah, sorry, I just absolutely adore that film. Um, Demon, uh, the uh, hang on. Demon Barber of Fleet Street. I love. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, oh, Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd. Love that. Uh, that's right up my street. It really is. Uh, like grotesque, basically. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Obviously, that's yeah. loads of fun. Do you know, I actually have a soft spot for the sequel as well. Semi-sequel, I guess. Shock Treatment as well. Um, I uh, tried that once. I couldn't get into it. There's no Frankenfurter. I wasn't interested. Oh, oh, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you that it's it's nowhere near as good as Rocky Horror, but it's a different film. Um, mm. And I only saw it maybe 18 months ago because Rick Mayles in it. Uh, yeah. oh, right. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a watch because I remembered when it had come out and I was like, no, much like you, to be honest. I was like, no, it doesn't work. Went back to it and I'm like, yeah, there's kind of some interesting bits going on here. I can see what Richard O'Brien was trying to do. Not that it really works. Um, so I've kind of got a soft spot for that. I absolutely love Guys and Dolls as well. Right. Uh, because... I think mainly because I, I'm a huge Marlon Brando fan. So I think Brando being in a musical and him being cheery throws yeah. throws you off quite a bit. And I really like expect. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's still the method actor that you imagine him to be. It's just the fact that he's smiling quite a lot. I think that does throw you off. Um, I'm trying to think of other musicals I like. Like, you know, Wizard of Oz... Obviously, that's good fun. Uh, Mary Poppins, that's good fun as well. Um, but I'm sure Jonathan will bring up loads where I'll go, oh, yeah, there's that what music. About, um, Jesus Christ Superstar, that's what I'm waiting for. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. It just reminds me of school days. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. Hey, what <laughs> And maybe Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat as well. I only recently saw that uh, as part of the um, the YouTube thing they were doing with a free, free musical every week. Mm. And I sat down and watched it with my sister. It's so weird because it, it starts off like an, a school assembly and it's, uh, I don't know, it was, yeah, I, I couldn't get on board with it really. Which version was it? Um, the Donny Osmond one, I think. It started oh. off as a school musical and a school uh, assembly and then all the teachers turned into the characters and then it was all on a stage Do you and know what decade sort of, that was i want to say 90s probably 90s. yeah look i i haven't looked into so, it properly, so deep but, like, into it was, run of its existence yeah mm. yeah i think so um it looked like it anyway it was yeah it was one of the everyone was doing yo-yos they're throwing pogs at each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly Wow. Um, but no, um, Jesus Christ Superstar is probably my all-time favourite 
but now after being introduced to um, Hamilton, they're very sort of neck and neck at this point. Well, Hamilton, you know, has good music and good lyrics, so... Just like Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, nope, must, yeah. nope, why don't you just etch out that one? Andrew ruined Jesus Christ Superstar for me because I introduced him to the film and then about halfway through he was like, Jesus has got a lazy eye. And I was like, oh, how did I never notice that before? And <laughs> I can never watch miracles. it again. <laughs> if he's there in the, you know, he's the image of God. He's a busy man, he's got to look everywhere. What, what does it mean? It must mean something. <laughs> That's the choice. Yep. I can imagine that is a ruining moment for you. You're thinking, yeah, this is going so well. I'm really enjoying this. And then he says, oh, by the way, did you notice this? <laughs> and then that's yeah. all you can look at from then on. So, exactly. Yeah. From here on in, that's all I, I can... mean, it, even, even listen it to must the be album. a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is watching Look Busy. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> so have you, um, have you seen... Um, Hamilton, or are you just a, a fan of the album? Or, or you know I mean, I, I've seen it. I, I saw oh, yeah. the stage show um, when it first premiered in London. Um, oh, yeah. I'm fi- You know, I'm fine with it. I, it's okay. Um, I, I agree but with that. When Andrew. you went, were you? did you have affinity for the music already, or were you going in blind, as it were, just for the Do doctor? you know what? I was going in completely blind, so I had yeah. no wow. idea about it, apart from the fact that, obviously, it was this massive sensation. Um, so I was kind of interested to see how it would win me over. And I think it was more the songs than than anything else um, that that I enjoyed more. Um, I, as I said, I'm fine with it. I like it. I know there are people who absolutely adore it, and I get that. Um, yeah. It just didn't grab me as much but i have to say that the cast that i saw it with here in london were absolutely fantastic they really were i don't know if any of them had come over from uh, america or not uh, as in the... so. right no, okay but i thought they were brilliant i really did um but yeah you know it's uh, i can see why it's so popular yeah i mean i um i think i discovered it uh, a few months before I saw no, I think I think this Hamilton was the only show I'd booked where I booked something a year in advance. Um because I've been obsessed with the album for that long. But um I really want to see it again live. But for now I guess we've got the Disney Plus version. Well, Yay, with without swearing. Without oh. swearing, which is gonna be interesting. Yeah. Ain't no F words in this one. <laughs> how weird. Hmm. Yeah. They do CGI hair over everybody. <laughs> Even when they're not naked and no one's naked. It's strange. Everyone looks yeah. like Cousin It. <laughs> it didn't take long to come around to this film, did it? I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and I, I genuinely thought the week of me having to review it on the radio was the only week I was ever going to have to speak about this film. <laughs> um, but here we are. Nobody knows um, what to say about it, do they? This is the problem. What What do you say about cats? I mean, well, I... We've, we've managed to fill up two regular episodes about that. Right, okay. And then, and then a commentary on the film about that. <laughs> and Johnny won't stop bringing it up. And I, I try just I to I will survive. defend cats to its dying day. Um, oh, and and, and it hopefully it will die nine times <laughs> soon. <laughs> oh, wow. Blimey. I mean, I, I've, I've seen cats live um me and my sister were obsessed with the video tape of it back in the day um 
I, I, I agree that the CGI hair is a bit uh, digital fur dodgy. technology. <laughs> Sorry, do apologize. Um, Thank you. It would have been so much better if they just used the the costumes that they use in the stage play. That looked better. Um, but I, I love the songs. There's some great songs in there. Um, and it flows by really... I, I can happily watch the film over and over again. And I, I can because I own it. And I'm going to probably buy the DVD or Blu-ray of it as well. Almost on top of the digital. made me buy a copy as well. <laughs> so I own it and I can watch it again and again. You know what I do? I call my eyes out instead. Much easier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you guys have clearly talked it to death, so I'm not going to say any more on the subject apart from <laughs> the fact that I, I, it, it was like a nightmare for me. It really was. <laughs> Did you see it in the cinema? Uh, no, it's no. Just when it came out. Yeah, yeah, and me and the other half were sat there and was like, right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were doing the James Gordon impression. It, yeah. Here we go. Uh, well, no, and we sat there, and within five minutes, we were looking at each other like, is, is this real? Is this genuinely real? Like, what? Huh? And then at the end, we just looked at each other and went, I don't even know what you can say. <laughs> well, what can you say about it? So, let, I mean, listen, let's. I, I know you've got lots to say, you two, because, you know, as you said, you've spent about seven hours talking about life. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, do you know, one of the musicals that actually stuck in my mind, but is never really classed as a musical, and it, actually it's one of my favourite films of all time, is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's because... the thing about animated films. They tend to have an abundance of music telling story, and they don't call them musicals. They call them animation, because that's a genre. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Disney, obviously, are great at that, because you go to see most Disney animated movies, and they've got singing in them, but you don't think of them as musicals, because Disney have this great knack of doing a musical... But it doesn't feel like it's a musical. They're actually telling you the story through singing. But the way that they do the singing is it, it doesn't feel like they're projecting it. You know, even something like Princess and the Frog, which obviously has got some. It's, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Andrew. I, I watched it again about three weeks ago. Incredible film. Yeah. It's still, you know, amazing singers in that film. Absolutely amazing. But it doesn't feel like a musical at all. And I think that's Disney's winning hand when they when they make these types of films that, that you turn around and you go oh yeah there was singing in that wasn't there it's like moana you go yes. yeah there was singing in that and the rock was singing and actually he was very good um mm. but you kind of forget all about it and i think it that's... does tend to be because the last hour they only have one or two songs they kind of front load it yeah and then move into story with the song towards the end type situation mm. frozen and frozen do have that same thing is this yeah. this strange choice to almost disperse of one genre and go straight into adventure and excitement but it's in a, in a way as well it's it's putting multiple genres in one film so it can please everybody and disney are, are great at it you know it's yeah. it's their blueprint that's the thing you think about all of the people who have have sort of done that certainly animation studios as well you know, DreamWorks do it to a certain degree. They do it pretty well, but DreamWorks really take uh, popular music that's already out there and get the voice actors to sing that anyway. Yeah, that's what uh, was like the end. They, of they kind of started uh, with yeah. uh, the Prince of Egypt. They were right. We want to do a big musical animated epic. Fine. Yeah, and that didn't do so well. I mean, it did well enough. They've now got a musical that does that can't play anymore. Yeah. Hooray for the virus. 
but yeah, after that, they got scared and they wanted to be away from Disney. It was Katzenberg's initiative to try and be as anti-Disney as possible. And then you get the we... Trolls films, which are there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you say, you know, Katzenberg wanted to be anti-Disney and that's very prominent in Shrek. Yes. Because mm-hmm. all of that is shots fired at Disney. And to yeah. be honest... It works. It really works because it is the anti fairy tale film that actually is a fairy tale film. Um, they've just gone. Yeah, you remember the the really gorgeous princess that's in the tower? Well, actually, we're going to replace her, and it's going to be a really ugly uh, thing that just you know, just, ew, it's disgusting. But actually, it's still got the same uh, storyline, emotional so, resonance to yeah. the characters because the characters are different. Yeah, I, I just they they had it. They really had it. I think they still do have it. But I think the fact that they use modern pieces of music. Well, you know, I want to say modern, but that's wrong because, you know, they've used classic music as well. Yeah, but, but the slightly that, more contemporary choice yes. most of the time. Yeah. Which drag you into a certain mindset of modernity as opposed to a timelessness. Yeah. Um it's a shame because there are times where I'm like, you know, they could they could really do something here. Um, I the think House about you dragon films avoid that entirely. And that's why they'll live on in a certain way. Yeah. Country pandas as well. Yes, that's true, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about the fact that um, uh, who's the Australian comedian who uh, plays the piano? And I'm trying to think of his oh, name. Tim, uh, Minchin, Minchin. Tim Minchin. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Who was going to make this film, wasn't he? He was going to make this yeah. big musical and it got binned off at the last minute basically and he'd spent years doing it and i think you see that's the type of uh forward thinking that some studios should have to get somebody in like that somebody who's good good fun knows how to write lyrics like lin-manuel miranda um you know that's what they were looking for and then to turn around and go no sorry sorry we're not going to do it we're actually going to get smash words smash words smash mouth back again that was why not i've been looking forward I'd been looking forward so much to that because he did his last big sort of arena tour and then went off to LA to do that. And I hadn't, you know, hadn't really heard of him except for Groundhog Day. He did a musical, wrote the musical for that mm. and did a Matilda, but he hadn't performed or anything. But he did a tour last year and it was called Back. And it was just um, sort of some, mainly his old uh, familiar songs with a couple pepped in. He's, he's got one about leaving LA, which is kind of heartbreaking. But it, it angered me that, like, I was kind of happy to be patient and wait for new Tim Minchin stuff if it was going to be in the form of a film and, like, more music and stuff. But then for them to just bin it. That yeah. was, this special yeah. back, was it also, uh, like, 20 minutes of David Mitchell and Robert Webb kind of angling around a pub and not doing anything funny? <laughs> <laughs> Alas, no. <laughs> yeah, it's... You know, the fact that he had all of these songs and they'd done most of the animation as well. Um, Jesus. And not actually put it all together, but they, you know, yeah, they've got the they, sketches and everything. Concept art. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and for him as well to put all that time into it. And as we know, he's a, he's a great musician in his own right anyway. Oh, for yeah. him to be thrown out like that's a real disappointment. And it's a shame that the the studio didn't go through with it really because regardless of whether it made huge 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 numbers which i know the studio always wants anyway yeah. it would have been something different it would have shown that actually do you know what we've taken a 
I, I would class Tim Minchin as a non-mainstream comedian. Uh, yeah. When I was know, in Los Angeles a couple of years ago, uh, he was meant to do a podcast and... Yeah, the, the Stuart Goldsmith, the comedian's comedian, mm. was out there doing just, you know, telling everyone in the crowd, look, we've got Tim Minchin coming in. He's this guy. He's famous in the in UK. He's famous in Australia. Please come. And nobody was really gelling on it. And these are people who know obscure and alt stuff. And even mm, then, Tim Minchin wasn't on people's radar. And it's this weird disconnect. You're right. Yeah, it's it's a big disconnect. It really is, um, which is a shame. And it, it I imagine it puts off other people who are in that sort of vein of well listen i can i can you know yeah i can sing the songs i can write the songs i can do this i can do that and then all of a sudden they're like no we don't need that we don't need any of that um i mean lin-manuel miranda is the exception to the rule yeah. ultimately yeah. um which is a shame because it shows that somebody who out of nowhere wrote one of the most successful musicals of all time and now and then is... would make a second musical which is even better <laughs> Well, <coughs> yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen or listened to uh, In the Heights at all? Or uh, the film? No, I, I mean I'm waiting for the film. This is the yeah. thing, but you know the wait is now longer and longer. Yeah. Um, oh, that was going to be this. This episode was meant to be that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the, the funny thing is, they test screened it in the UK. That was the well, weird thing. They cancelled the screenings. They were meant to be doing on March fifteenth, I believe it was. Oh, did they? Because we tried to get tickets. Both yeah. of us tried to get tickets for each other without telling each other to stop yeah. disappointment. And then, like the day before, we, we, I read on a thing that those screenings have been cancelled anyway because of the virus situation. Huh. We were so, like a few weeks into I don't think lockdown. Anyone's actually I... seen it in the UK, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah, we were a few weeks into lockdown, and I finally admitted I was like, I tried to get tickets for that, and I was like, yeah, so did I for both of us. And like, oh. <laughs> but what could have been this summer would have been in the Heights, and then October would have been uh, everyone's talking about Jamie, yeah. and then December, November, December would be uh, West Side Story. Yeah, which would be that... a triple header of musicals that should have done big numbers to bring yes. people in, which would have then you know elevated more films to more musicals to come out, which would be perfect for. Yeah, a Tim Minchin animated musical. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, the the thing is, obviously, Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody reinvigorated oh, um, musicals to a certain degree. I know, obviously, it's based on uh, pop music and whatever else, but it, it, people went, "Oh yeah, look at that!" And then, as you said, you had three films coming out this year that probably would have got a large chunk of. Uh, people going to the cinema who had not been to the cinema, who were more theatre goers, and yeah. that would, you know, studios would have gone. Well, hang on a second, there is money to be made here. We could make um, a, a film of Bat Out of Hell. Bat Out of Hell. Yes, yes. thank you. Yes, you know. Um, I mean, thankfully, some studios have noticed that, and they keep noticing that. Oh, so and so is going to have a biopic. You know, like Boy George is going to have a biopic. Yeah. Now. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> They might miss that bit out. I'm not what? sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be told from his perspective. <laughs> uh, no, because that can be the sequel. Well, like, it'll just be sore, surely. That's the thing. Wow. You know. Um, yeah, but it it does reinvigorate people going back. And you're like, yeah, you know, I oh, I absolutely loved. Everybody's talking about Jamie when I saw it on the on the West End, or when I saw it when it was on tour. They've made yeah. a film of it. Wow, fantastic! When I'm going to go and see it, and you know, the, the numbers show themselves that people are still interested in going to see musicals but musicals that are well done i think that's the main thing um like cats Look, no I mean, no fisherman's friends <laughs> did well so films just music related films in general seems to still have that popular undertaking 
love Fisherman's Friends. Love Fisherman's Friends. Not the sweet things, obviously, the film. <laughs> um, yesterday did very well. You know? It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, you know, there is this um, small selection of British movies that are like those two films, which are not going to do huge numbers abroad. They never are because they're very British. Yeah, but they do okay here. They do pretty well, and you know, Your lives again. That's one. That was one of the last ones. That was great film. Pushed hard. Super yeah. sweet, in fact. Yeah, yeah, great mm. film. I really enjoyed that. It, you know, those are the types of films that you go and you come out feeling all warm and fuzzy, and you know, there's something nice about it all, and you're like, yeah, that's that's what I want sometimes. And you do get that from most musicals. I think I can't think of a musical that leaves me feeling miserable i mean you know sweeney. <laughs> oh for fuck's sake <laughs> i wouldn't yeah. do that in a musical though yeah well they do yeah, yeah they yeah do you know what that's very true because i wouldn't have said that either i've got to be honest i wouldn't have classed it as a musical but i was looking up musicals earlier it's there it's in the yeah. listings um yeah good point there andrew yes it does make me feel miserable but it's a brilliant <laughs> film do you want to plug anything have you got anything to sell well, interestingly, else. you say that. I have just written a musical. Um, oh. No, I haven't. No, absolutely not. I look at everything and I just think, uh, how do people even go about writing something like that? Actually, yeah. do you know what? I completely forgot to tell you the, uh, about Greece, obviously, because Greece is one of the like biggest me. musicals of all time, isn't yeah. it? Let's face it. I mean, do, do you both love Greece? What's your situation with it? I, I, I... I find it okay. My mum is obsessed with it. I took her to see it at the IMAX uh, last October for her birthday, which was an experience. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I yeah I grew up with it. I watched it last year for the first time because it came no, out. Okay. No, no way. Like, yeah, nah, not for me. Okay, okay. The reason I ask is because before in my previous life uh before i was doing all the film stuff i used to be a dj so i used to run a mobile disco um yeah. and obviously a main staple of mobile yeah, was yeah exactly was the grease medley it's and musical you, dropout oh uh, honest, <laughs> no it's not in there <laughs> but the amount of people who knew the lines to those because the, the medley is three songs basically the amount yeah. of people who knew the lines to that medley but yeah. I would hazard a guess had never seen the film was astronomical. I'm talking about little, little kids as well who sure. knew, knew the song. Yeah. But I hazard a guess they had never seen the film. Or if they did see the film, they probably weren't that interested because let's face it, the musical numbers in that are not huge stomping numbers, I don't think. They're, they're there for Travolta and Newton John. Yeah, there in a way. Yeah, so, narrative that is their handling. Yeah, that's very true. Actually, it's a film that, uh, once again, you don't think is a musical, but it kind of is. It's in the list. In but there's more. I think there's more dialogue in in Greece than there is music. Yeah, it was very surprising because I I went into it thinking, right, it's a big musical. Everyone knows the songs, mm -hmm. the three big songs. Let's see what the rest of it is. Yeah, and yeah. there's not much in between. There's a car chase. Yeah, yes. that's true. Actually, yeah. yeah. Which, which sets precedence for a Fast and Furious musical. That started, <laughs> I should say. Yeah. But, I mean, this goes back to my original point, is that we have so many musical numbers from films and from Broadway that we know in our subconscious, but we've probably never seen the film or the, or the show ever. 
Yeah. And yet yeah. when they go and make it into a film, you turn up and you go, I know the songs already. It's like Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls. I've never seen the stage show. I went and saw the film with Eddie Murphy, but I already oh, knew. Oh, really? How was he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 compared mustaches that's what we do <laughs> um but thanks to a sleuth of dance cover versions of and i'm not and i'm telling you i'm not going i already knew that song and i already knew about four other songs from that musical and i was like oh they come from dream girls do they i had no idea mm. and i think that's the thing is that a lot of people will turn up to musical and go oh is it from this huh. even the pro proclaimers film sunshine on leaf i bet really? you there's people who would watch yeah that it is brilliant who would watch that and go i didn't know this was them yeah, yeah. i thought they had 500 miles that was it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's true even though when they even when they sing they sing with that scottish accent which most singers don't do they get rid of it they get yeah. rid of an accent but you know it's the proclaimers but i imagine there was people turned up going i had no idea that that was the proclaimers but it wasn't, it was Peter fucking Mullen. Well, yes, I know, but <laughs> don't ruin the illusion. <laughs> he, could, he could be the third proclaimer. He could he just, be. He just wasn't identical. Yeah, that's the yeah, that was the downside. He auditioned for it, but no, sorry, you can't be in the gang, I'm afraid. You can't be in the group. We're not changing it from a duo to a trio. It's just not happening, I'm afraid. <laughs> Uh, but we're transitioning from a trio to a duo, and we say uh, thank you for joining us, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Oh no, thanks for thanks for having me, guys. It's it's been fun to talk about a genre that I don't talk about that much. It's got to be said. And you'll be non-stop for the next week and a half when you're watching <laughs> Hamilton forever, right? <laughs> I'll watch it again. As I said, I, I'll be interested to watch it again based on my yes, I enjoyed it. It was okay. Um, just to see if I get a better camera angle than when I saw it the last time. Yeah. And also maybe give Jesus Christ Superstar another try. <clears throat> I mean, Tim Minchin was in it once. He was good in it. He played Judas. He's great. Rick Mayle Judas was in a scary. version of it. Oh, really? Rick Mayle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He did a version of it where he plays this... Honestly, I, and I wrote this in the book, it's like... Um, imagine Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate going very camp for Eurovision... That's how Rick Mayo played it in, in that film. And he's only in one scene. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Was it was Herod, wasn't it? Was, yeah, it was. He, yeah. yeah. It's the perfect, perfect um, <laughs> performance in completely the wrong context. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Mark. Thanks. All right. Ah. We're here with uh, Bradley Porter, filmmaker extraordinaire. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> That's the action I was hoping for. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Ticking along. <clears throat> trying to move house in a few weeks. So dealing with companies that are trying to you know, keep me cancelling their services and trying to move things and very stressful. We are getting a dog, though, so that's fun. Okay, so there's ups and downs. Ups and downs, yes. You make uh, it sound like that's what the uh, the moving companies have offered you. <laughs> no, sadly. Sadly not. If, if, if they were, then I would stay on whatever terms <laughs> they wanted, as long as it came in under less the cost of this dog, which is obscenely priced, but it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll be well. It'll be worth it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just enjoying... So 
what's left of lockdown, which I would lo- hope would somehow continue for a bit longer with, you know, hopefully like something happens to make them lock things down further, but it's not so bad that too many people die because I feel like I shouldn't be wishing death on people. <laughs> yeah. And look, I genuinely think if, you know, it gets worse in LA, like they're thinking it's doing in New York mm. and they do end up pushing it again. I think Disney probably will actually offer Mulan on Disney plus as much money as it costs them to make because they have nothing else to convince people to stay signed up to the service outside of kids. That's true. Like yeah. with kids. It's great if you've got kids because they'll watch the same shit over and over again and there is so much content that, you know, it's not, it's worth it. But for anyone else, like what, what do we have to want to really, once you've done a month, two max on Disney plus, what I really mean, is We're there? hoping of course that uh, there will be soon a commentary for Artemis Fell. yes of course but you know like obviously the hamilton thing is great but you know you could just sign up for another free trial for uh, for a month from a a week from a different account they want to keep getting people in i sit there and think well yeah moulin's a 250 yeah actually taking a lot of the marketing is already done but they won't do any more they'll probably want to take a 300 million dollar hit but it's better than having no content yeah it's true do you think they'll push to um black widow no i think i think the marvel ones will always yeah stick um especially as i do think some sort of filming is going to pick up again they, they say the mandalorian is still going to be fine i guess because it was all in green rooms anyway and they'll pick up the thousand one of the scarlet which one again and you know i think if anything moves it will probably be something like soul yeah the mm. pixar one after um mulan i think one of them would probably be the next to go and there was really talking about like soul but like, that's another big one they could easily just drop on disney plus if anything it would make more sense to drop that one because it's not a big you know like cinema movie and the way that onward was treated in america yeah except you know onward was always like a good dinosaur one like a, here's a second yeah. fiddle that wasn't that good whereas <laughs> this one's their pete doctor it's their a <laughs> yeah yeah um, but they've got the Jungle Cruise as well, which you know theoretically should have been done anyway. Yeah, but they moved that one a whole year in advance. I don't think they were. I don't think they're going to just give up. And maybe it wasn't done. Maybe they still had a lot of posts to do, and they were just like, you know what, we need to have some. Quite rightly so, they need to have something for next year. To reshoot some Jack Whitehall in it. <laughs> yeah, they're not. That's another thing they might want to, but they're not filming anything at the moment. So you know they're going to need something for next year, and it makes sense to push something like that. It's so um, it's a, a good thing. Double bill with Emily Blunt. Yeah, I had that booked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a good thing um, we're recording this now and not earlier because as of today that we're recording, they just announced that Disney Plus is going to be the only place you can watch Hamilton for the rest of the year in the in the UK. Yeah. Well, where else would it be? I thought Disney had well, exclusive rights no, to it. Well, they're, I mean the theaters. Oh yes, because the theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing. If the theatres don't feel they can safely reopen, why do cinemas? I, obviously, fair. I get one aspect of the theatre thing is actors on stage every day, or the cinema doesn't have that problem. But realistically, if those actors are quarantined, and then you know, they can always pay the actors a bit more to live, do certain things, it should be manageable. My concern with theatres is the same one I have with cinemas. Less the concessions, more the toilets. Oh, gosh. Didn't even think yeah. about that. Like oh, my yeah. my friend Rob 
uh, he, um, I probably shouldn't have used his name, but it's too late now. He we'll like, has it. proper small bladder, you know, he, he goes to this, he, no matter how much he loves cinema, he, he will go to the cinema at least twice in a film. And that's a 90 minute film. Mm. Like, oh, right. <laughs> I, I can't imagine him. And I get fed up going to the cinema with him and having to always sit on aisle seats. But he, um, you know, there are people like that. There are people with yeah. drones, like there are people with other things. You know, people who just have a small bladder. Mm. And cinema toilets are designed for animals at the best of times. <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but, you know, you're basically taking something that's designed for people to be like a tin of sardines. Yeah. You know, you're asking them to somehow spread out in there. And not like spread out like they're doing Soho toilets, but spread out yeah. normally. And, you know, if you put people into Tenet, which, let's face it, there's no way that film's under two and a half hours long. And no, there's yeah. no way they're going to cut back on their advertising. They're going to need that money. Especially, cinemas aren't going to cut back on cinema advertising. No. So you're looking three hours in there, and they're selling the drinks, putting into the toilet. How are they going to do that? Yeah, I saw uh, an FAQ for um Cineworld when they announced they were coming back on the 10th yeah which maybe they have or they haven't who knows, point, who knows? um but they said that all their snacks are still going to be available it's like well that's I it really because you want to be eating the hot dogs it's been a while there. since i've it's been a while since i've you know, worked in a cinema i really looked into it but as far as i am aware um yeah it used to be that cinemas would take 10 percent Mm. About seven ten percent of a ticket gross. Yeah. Um, and yeah, whereas they make every, all their money pretty much from concessions, and the terms yeah. have probably got worse from mm. theaters, uh, from distributors. So you know th- that's the thing they can't not from there. Otherwise, they won't survive. So it's that thing. It's like yes, masks, but only if you're um, only in the lobby. Yeah, oh, I was in the lobby, not in the screen, not while you're eating. And uh, yeah, same thing with the People are going to need to go. And it sounds juvenile. People need to shit. People need to go. You know, <laughs> it's a natural thing. Dr- drain the lizard and all that. Nice. But I, I, I think it's a disaster waiting to happen. And again, it's fine if you weren't actually selling blockbusters, but I, things that aren't going to get a huge audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, but opening it up without. The possibility of audience is also redundant in its own way. No, no, but there will be audience. I think it's accepting that a film like a Mul- Mulan will be worse, probably though, Tenet, actually, because you've got so many kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they're going to want to go see these films. They're going to want to do this. At least if you open your St. Maud's or, or the thing that's on older films, like I think, and ease people back into it, which A, allows the cinema to get more comfortable with the new restrictions. Yeah. But also allows people. You're probably only going to deal with like 10, 20 people max in a screen each time. And but it is going to be a huge problem. I, and I think the theatres, the theatres more so. I mean, you, we've all been to London theatres. Yeah. Um, I was listening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, <laughs> if not, most theatres have uh, uh, toilet problems anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hate going to the theatre and thinking I'm going to have to go to the toilet at some point just for the hassle of it. <laughs> um, so I think that's a big thing. It's just, it all feels so so stupid uh, I, I get why people in my industry are so keen to go back to work you know there isn't um so many of people in film production don't have 
um, any income from the government, any support. So they're literally earning nothing. Can't get universal yeah. credit because their savings are too high. Can't earn anything. And yes, people are a lot in film, but they also live within those means. Mm. So you can't say, so well, you know, you loads, you should be. It's like, well, it doesn't work that way when you've got, like, friends of a couple of kids. My friend's a director. But he's only done, like, two features, one very small, one that did okay. He's got two kids. His wife's a production designer. None of them can bring in any money. Mm. Uh, he only made a small amount off his last film because he was relatively new. They don't have savings. And they can't get anything. Um, so people do need to go back to work. But at the same time, I've, I... My old boss phoned me yesterday and was like, that's something else. It was like, oh, we all go back. I'll give you a shout. I'm like, I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> like, <laughs> it feels um, morally wrong at this point. Very so, dubious in every step of your moral, scientific. Yeah, well, I, have a, I have a lot of friends working <laughs> on uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and they're all good people and look a lot of them really want to get back to work so that's fine you know, I can't sure. begrudge them for that but at the same time Universal has the money to self-insure a film like that they have the money to put the security things in place and they still don't feel like they're going to work um, it's going to really kill smaller films who can't self-insure because no insurance company is actually going to cover COVID at this point no. uh, because it defeats their whole business model and um, I hear film crews at the best of times, the people at the top, you know, the best of times they don't stick to the rules because getting the film made is more important than people's personal safety or happiness. Um, I was I, I listening think... to the, um, the, the list of like measures they've put in place for the new Jurassic World, going back yeah. to filming it. And one of them was uh, they're doing that some sort of like antibacterial fog every night. Which yeah, sounds quite knows. atmospheric. Yeah, it's probably part of their special effects budget. <laughs> I just, I can't say too much about that lot, really, because, you know, I, I'm not there. Yeah. But it does feel like a lot of those measures and plays they haven't done, sound like there's no way they're going to stick to all of this. The, the moment they can start finding ways around it, they will. Sure. Especially some crew members and other things. And you can't do a lot of those jobs in masks. And, you, you know, so much of it that feels dubious that person who tweeted that thing yesterday like uh, basically drawing the analogy between them opening up too soon and jurassic world and you know <laughs> it, it's brilliant i i don't know i think it's going to it's not going to be film crews that bring covid back as anything it's going to be people at beaches and yeah. things like that but uh, it still doesn't feel feel right uh, do you have anything um, to plug while you're here oh god no no, nothing you want anyone to go and see, read about, uh, find you. Oh, for my, for my own stuff, it was yeah. like, nah, I mean, you can go to my website. What was it? Bradley-Porter.com. There are films on there that I made. Andrew likes them. They're good so, films. Upbeat, positive. Yeah, I do, without wanting to build up too much, I do think when people actually watch them, they don't dislike them. It's just so hard getting people to actually watch them. And I get it. I hate watching short films you know <laughs> i yeah. find it uh you know even when my friends make them and i watch them you have to be in the mood um but you know the people whose jobs it is to watch stuff and find people are the ones who don't watch it and that's frustrating yeah especially when you've been in I the recently industry, when watched, you were... um, 
Miracle on Canary Wharf, and I love yeah. that. Oh, cheers. Um, mainly because I'm an Inglorious Bastards fan. And yeah, yeah, Denny. <laughs> yeah, um, he was great. Yeah, I love Denny. He's he, he, I didn't speak to him actually. I haven't spoken to him in a, in a few months. But the um, but that's it. Yeah, you, you know, like it is trick frustrating. You know, you're in the, you've been in the industry for ten years, and you feel like you still can't get anyone to watch anything. Yeah, so you might as well not have been working for them for however long. But you know, end of the day, I, I like the films. They are their own things. They're, all of them are. Yeah. You know, once I realised that no one was going to actually watch them, I started just making them cheaper and cheaper and putting less yeah. money into them. I think Miracle on Canary Wharf cost what a grand. Um, Fair enough. And you know, we lost we lost seven five hours of filming because there was a problem with the camera, so we had to cut four pages of the script like four or five pages of the script on the day. So what you see is like missing a third of what it was supposed to be. We ended up cutting out like three whole characters and sending them home because we didn't have time to shoot with them. Jesus. It was a much more interesting thing. You know, all of them have their problems and challenges. The the last one that I haven't put online yet, which I just keep forgetting about, a little pit, you know, five-minute Jane Austen-esque period drama thing that my partner wrote. We'll put that one online soon. Yeah, I'm excited to actually um, see that at some point. Which I, I I'll just send it to you. Um, I, I'm really proud of that one. Yeah, we shot it in six hours for uh, 800 quid, and you know it's not a film; it's more of a scene, but it's a mood and it's a tone. And you know, we it was screened at a festival in September. Yeah, uh, with a bunch of other period drama shorts, and yeah, we were the first up, so you know, it was quite nice. It was five minutes. It's funny. It's refreshing. We're like, we watched the rest, and I again, I don't want to sound like a cup. I watched them. I was like. I genuinely think it was the best one because so many of them were so long or took themselves too seriously. Like, you can get away with looking a bit cheap and naff if you don't act like you're making, you know, Barry 12 Linden. Years a Slave or Schindler's List or Barry Lyndon. Um, and I do think, you know, there's a place for these nice short... Something's funny. Everything's so serious. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not the stuff that gets seen. But anyway, I like that. Unstable Bitches is one of the ones that's weirdly that I probably like the least, but everyone else seems to like a lot. It's good fun. Um, probably because I just see a lot of the technical mistakes in it. Like, I don't like like the backdrop in certain places. You know, it's just a white background or the sound isn't quite great. But Megan's great. You know, there's a lot to recommend. Yeah. Uh, I love Coconut Shy still. Um, nice. yeah, no, anyway, so you can, you, can, you can watch stuff and hopefully there'll be more stuff I've been writing for other people that gets made at some point. Uh, You've got your own content out there. Yeah. For people during the lockdown. I guess. And there will be a new short soon, as we said. So we'll, that one, and I'm not making anything. But uh, we shall see. And then, yeah, I just think that everyone should watch Dark before the new season comes out. coming out after the season comes out. So uh, you can watch all of Dark. Yeah, Dark and Search Party. I don't know where you see Search Party in this country. Is it not on all four anymore? Is that where it is? I, I know it is. I somewhere. don't know because it used to be airing on E4, didn't it? Uh, yeah, like I, I know it is somewhere, but obviously I did not find it through those means. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you know, two shows with a couple of seasons in the bank that everyone should be watching. So those are my recommendations, I well, guess. And obviously, coming. watch Hamilton because oh. it's Hamilton. Well, if you're listening to this, you're definitely watching it with us. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys doing like <laughs> a thing? Well, no, well, you know. We'll, we'll watch it and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Oh, okay, you're not doing like a live yeah. watch along. No, we're not doing a commentary. We did that for Cats. We do it for films like Cats. We only oh. do it for the good music, the, you know, the really good musicals. The ones I we think, all love. I think it's one of the, the ones worst. that's 
stand up to the test of time. One of the worst cinema going days of my life was at Christmas. I was in Canada. Mm. Uh, we were driving a three-hour drive to Revelstoke where we were going. Me and my partner were staying. Yeah. So we stopped off in Vernon for a night and she wanted to go look at some antique shops. And I have done loads of antique shops with her. I couldn't do any more. So I thought, do you mind if I just... We, we had tickets to go see a film later that evening. We said, look, do you mind if I just go see Cats? Because I feel like... I know it's not going to be good, but I have to I have to see this, like, to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was like, no, that's fine. So we saw Cats, and it was obviously, I sat there and thought, one of the most incompetent things I've ever seen in my life. And I would defend that film to the end of my days. Yeah, but it's not lazy. This is the thing. I, I got into an argument with someone the other day who <laughs> accused, uh, who said The Five Bloods was, like, lazy filmmaking. I was like, in what world oh, yeah. is it lazy? In what way can you say that Spike Lee isn't engaged with that film? Like, Cats isn't lazy. Antoine Fuqua, that's a lazy director. You know? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Or you feel like they're not really engaged, they're just going through the motions, they're just making stuff. Um, and that's the one thing about Cats, it's not lazy. Choices were made. They were going for something. But yes. then to follow that up with the film we had tickets for, which was The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the, probably one of the worst double bills of my life. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, in, in a small cinema in Canada. The only one I think that comes close was I just shot my short first short film uh, in t- it was 2011, so nine, nine years ago. Mm. Uh, pretty much this week, actually, nine years ago this week. And it was a hellish shoot. Uh, yeah, we were shooting on film. It was pissing down with rain. We had it lightly, everything was going wrong. I was so exhausted. And I hadn't gone to cinema in ages because I'd been prepping it. I was like, right. I was going to go to the cinema, sit in the cinema for a day, and I watched Bad Teacher, which I hated. Yeah. <sighs> and then, uh, and then I thought, okay, well, the next one can't be that bad. And I went to see Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> and and I walked out of that one. It was like just, it was just like such a bad double bill. Mm, no. I mean, I've had bad double bills at the London Film Festival, but it's a different kind of bad. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, cats. So, yeah. <laughs> It all comes back to cats in the end. It always comes back. Any every musical <laughs> leads to cats. <laughs> what? So in, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, and again, but even in cats, there's stuff to recommend. Like, even though it's smothered behind all that ugly CGI and other things, there's <laughs> yeah. some great dance work in there. And yes, you know, I get the feeling that Tom Hooper might be hindered by what footage was rendered. But if he, ha- you know, there are bits in there which shows, oh, you know, he does actually know how to shoot some of these dance numbers. Mm. Um, but it's just. But the thing is, it's like everyone knew that Cats was bad. Cats was never going to be good. <laughs> I watched the Six Degrees of Separation recently. I've never seen it before, the one with Will Smith. Yeah. And the whole running joke in that is them all talking about how why would anyone make a film of Cats? It's a terrible idea. <laughs> and of course, one of the people making those jokes is Ian McKellen. <laughs> in, 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 in it. Um, and it's true, it's like, because Cats isn't a film. No. Like, experience. I would, okay. actually, yeah. like, making Starlight Express would make more sense, and that's a weird piece of shit, but at least it has a story. <laughs> or making Joseph and the Amazing Telegraph Dreamcoat, which, when I was a kid, I thought was really deep and profound. And then when I watched it again as an adult, I was like, oh, my God, this is the dumbest thing. And it's <laughs> so, it's a pantomime, you know? Yeah. But you know, at least there's something going on there, but Cats isn't anything. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know why anyone thought it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Johnny. Um, and look, you know, there's a lot. I'm going to watch talk Cats of... instead of Dark tonight. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of talk about, you know, like obviously it was Leia Michelle this week's been called out for being like a prick. 
which everyone's known for years. But, you know, Tom Hooper's another one of those people. Everyone knows he's awful. Yeah. <laughs> and yet he keeps getting work. And he will keep getting work, especially if he pulls a Joe Wright after the soloist and Pangos does another period drama. You know, he'll get the work. And he is a good director, but he's also an awful... Great. He's also an awful human being. Mm. And awful human beings, as far as I'm concerned, shouldn't get another go. Like, mm, sure. um, so it's nice to see him humbled in that way, but he shouldn't get another go. Because, like Brian Singer, shouldn't get another go for raping children. Definitely not. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I have turned down so many jobs uh, on Bohemian Rhapsody at the time. People get phone and say, no, because I don't want to work for a child molester. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you can. There are other films being made. Uh, you can take jobs and even now if someone comes up to me and talks about how they work and I said oh how did you feel working for a rapist of young boys thank you uh, mm. and they get really uncomfortable and it's great for me <laughs> you might um, not make all the money but you have the high ground well I do think yeah, I make films because I like making films and I really yeah. like to work with people I admire and respect and I, I wouldn't find I wouldn't work for those people I mean I, the, the film, film was always a bit of a hollow cash grab anyway I didn't like the idea of working on a biopic where the person you were making the biopic about was involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did at one point accept a job on Rocket Man that fell through when it got delayed, but having you know, spoken to Dexter and I was like, oh, I, I, I f- it feels like Elton's going to be pretty hands off and I like the script. But with, be- with Bohemian Rhapsody, having been involved with people who had been involved with the earlier iterations, mm. Mm. The ones when it was Tom Hooper directing with Sasha Baron Cohen and yeah. Dexter when he was going to do it originally and hearing all the horror stories about what Brian May and the other one, Roger Which something, were doing. Um, I already knew that this was not going to be... It was always going to be DOA in that... It was always going to be compromised in, in, in that sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like... So I say, I just, I just I think I, you know, life's too short to work for awful people, um, and it's, I, I do think it's a bit of a shame how many people. I, I get it. People need to work, and at the moment, people are going to be less choosy. But also, maybe this, like something like Little Mermaid. Like Rob Marshall is is not a great human being, and I'm not just saying that because I don't like his films. Um, uh, but it's like you know there are other people who could probably do the Little Mermaid and do it well. Yeah. Mm. Or when you see something like who's that guy who somehow keeps getting to make films, Jeff Wadlow. Sure. Yeah. And you sit there and go, he hasn't made anything that anyone would consider good. True. Uh, memoirs of an International Assassin. Yeah. Is that him? I, I know he did that. Yeah. A couple of awful horror films. Sure. And he did. Kick Ass Two, and he did. Truth or Dare recently. It's like, why do you keep hiring? Why do people keep hiring him? Fancy um, Island was the other one. Fancy it's Island, like, yes. Uh, under budget, maybe. Yeah, but it's like, okay, the film comes under budget, but it gets bad reviews and they do okay. But it's like, there are other people who could probably bring that in under budget, but make things that get good reviews, or maybe haven't had the opportunity to find out if they get good reviews yet. Yeah, that so is like, the question. Why keep hiring that dude? Sells it in the uh, room. It's got to be that. But maybe, but it's like, why even let the guy in the room? You've seen his other films. You know what he can't do. <laughs> but he's made other films, and that gives them safety. They know that he can successfully yeah, are... lead something all the way to the end, even if it's crap. The but there are other it. filmmakers out there who've made good films that aren't working. Yeah, but they're usually women, and that's a problem for most people. Who've no, made I mean, movies, the thing is, you're, you, you can't make joke reasons as you want. There are actually no legitimate reasons, even if, you know, other than we like this dude. But ultimately, why are they making decisions on who they like and not based on 
there are people out there they might like who haven't. But you make it, especially the Bloomhouse thing, where their films are so cheap anyway. Mm. Like, just take more risks. There are so many great horror short filmmakers out there. Of people in television, mm. like take one of them and give them two million to go and make Truth or Dare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but Jeff Ward <laughs> have you? Shouldn't be making <laughs> movies. <laughs> But we shouldn't all be making movies right now. We should be staying home and watching Hamilton. No, you can make films within your yes. home. My friend, my friend Rob did a, a great little thing on Zoom where he scared the shit out of his friends by going into his attic, mm-hmm. and you know it was very effective. And yeah, uh, I, I've watched a little bit of that thing on iPlayer with David Tennant and Michael Sheen. It was quite amusing. Staged, staged, yeah. Um, you know that's quite good. And the Mythic, have you have you watched Mythic Quest, Andrew? I did a review for Mythic Quest. You can find that on vodzilla.co. Yeah, I loved Mythic Quest. And that uh, quarantine special they did was, was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, within the constraints. Yeah. It was it was better episode of television than the Parks and Rec one. Of course, the Parks and Rec one had the emotional impact. It was just, just nice. Seeing, seeing those guys again, it was nice. But in terms yeah. of actually telling a story, I was like, oh, these guys did a great job. And that Rube Goldberg-esque thing they did was genius. Uh, so it can be done, but I, I would rather we didn't have too much of it. Yeah. Well, I was trying to segue into saying goodbye to you, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, on that note, <laughs> goodbye. I'll let you get on with but the rest of the show. Thank you for show. joining us for episode 200. It's been a blast. Yeah, thanks oh, so much. 200. Okay, cool. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Right, Cheers, thank you. Right. Well, we have Ivan Radford here from vodzilla.co. Hello, Ivan. Welcome. Hello. Is that a good enough introduction to you? Should we oh, say yeah. extraordinary oh, being one of the no, greatest that's... people ever lived? No, no, those are all lines. <laughs> Gonna put up so a that... statue in place no, in Bristol. Oh, no, I think no. No, let's not do that. <laughs> you don't want a Bristol statue? No, I'm okay. Give it away. I don't it. No. <laughs> They've got an empty space, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's waiting. <laughs> I, I think Stand the empty space is is already an improvement. Ah, keep it I suppose. How are you feeling at the moment? Are you gone crazy? Um, no, no, no. I'm well. I'm, I'm okay. I'm all right. I've, I've managed to avoid cabin fever. I'm used to being indoors, watching things online. So that's that's helped. Watching things just not online. cabin fever. <laughs> yeah, just don't watch either either version. Really, I would say. <laughs> Remember that remake? Word for word, no remake. one does. <laughs> It worked so well for Psycho, they were just like, you know what means it? Cabin Viva. Yeah, it's weird as he's added Vinful masturbating again. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the remake of Cabin Viva, so I don't know if that's in there. So it could well be in the film, I don't know. Hey, Vinful's got nothing else to do with these things except for work for Mel Gibson. <laughs> so Hamilton. Yes, it's coming. Hamilton. It's here. Disney Plus. Yes. Do you? I mean, I'm still Are you a Hamilton fan? In shock. <laughs> Uh, I am a Hamilton fan. Yes, absolutely. Yes. When did you find out about Hamilton? What was what was your interest to Hamilton? Um, I remember just a lot of people talking about Hamilton, and then there was definitely a period where you kept singing songs from Hamilton, <laughs> or at least telling me about songs from Hamilton. Um, no. I remember being, I remember watching, oh, some kind of foot tournament if you remember when when football tournaments were a thing um and uh, and i remember being in a pub between you 
and uh, Nathaniel Smith, a, a, a fine man who lives up in Scotland, uh, and uh, and you were both on either side of me talking about Hamilton, which you'd both been listening to uh, religiously, uh, repeatedly, um, and I had not heard any of the songs, um, and it was uh, and and it it just made me want to see it even more. If anything, I think the fact that you had not heard about it emboldened the both of us to continually <laughs> annoy you throughout football. To which but, I was um, subjugated I... to the idea of watching football without having prior knowledge that football was involved in our conversation and the evening. <laughs> <laughs> so you deserve um, what you got. It's a fair trade. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I then, I avoided listening to any of Hamilton uh, before I saw it on stage. Um, wow. In case, mm. in case it spoiled the... Um, the experience of hearing the songs if like um it would be like if you saw all of the set pieces from an action movie before you saw the action movie i didn't want to see songs from the musical before i saw the (laughs) like watching any trailer for a blockbuster these days yeah um so i didn't want to see any of the songs or hear any of the songs before i heard them live for the first time on stage and when did you see it on stage? Was it the first couple of weeks, or were you? Oh, it was. Um, let's see. It opened in about November, December, didn't it? December. Uh, to, December. Yes. Mm. Uh, and I booked tickets for January, okay. um, thinking uh, that you know we'll, we'll, we'll go when the tickets are actually available, um, because they all you know disappeared as soon as booking opened for November. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, yeah, so I went in January and figured it would be a good like pick me up uh, during a month that's normally a bit glum. Sure. And yeah. So, yeah. Did it pick you up? I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I came out on a on a on an absolute high. Um, it, it blew me away. I thought it was amazing. Blew us all away. Thank you for getting there. <laughs> <laughs> what was that to? So, have you gone back to listen to the songs and the recorded version after that? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was, I think, after watching on stage for the next two weeks, that was just on a loop, constantly being listened to while I was at work, while I was travelling to and from work. Um, yeah. Um, and then since then, I mean, I'm always... It is. Um, and, I don't know, I think my last listen to it was probably probably a couple of months ago, but, it was a, a, you know, it's at least once a month it comes out at some point. Mm. Um, it's you it's fantastic. Whenever you can, in, um, in any conversation, if, you I'm, can. if I'm in conversation with people who know it and will get it, yeah. Uh, really, you I, don't I, do I, like the uh, the me to you, <laughs> annoying you for years situation. <laughs> no, uh, and I also live with someone who hasn't ever seen it, so that means Ooh, that at home wow. I don't. You know, I know, I know. It's um, it's a it's a major obstacle in our relationship, but we are working through it. I um, mean, right yes, yeah, so. Disney Plus, will that be the way to go about it? I'm very much hoping so, yes. Are you going to clockwork orange yet? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you need to. Um, that's that's what's so good about it. I think <laughs> in the first song, it was, as soon as the first song ended, I, um, I, I saw it with uh, an American friend of mine. Uh, as soon as the first song ended, I, I leaned over to her and I said, I love this, this is brilliant. Um, and I, they I said, where's the set? <laughs> But I, I don't see why, like, when it comes to Disney Plus, uh, hordes of people won't immediately be drawn into watching it. Like, it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's too compelling. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's a perfect platform in many ways. Although well, it would be nice to have it in a cinema and have a communal experience of watching it like you would yeah. in the theatre. It's, it's also just having it accessible out there is such a powerful, valuable thing. 
as a piece of yeah the only other as a piece of culture is the 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 complete cut version because this one is cut there will not Ah. be southern motherfucking republican democrats no okay yes i can can see why that It'll be hair to cover yeah, I can in see the Mandel's butt. Yeah. You know, it's Disney+. Plus. D- um, the question is, does Barca I wonder if... Seriously? Son oh, of a whore. These, these are mm. things... Where, where, where does Disney draw the line? We're going to have to find out. Yeah. Yeah, true. I don't know. It would be interesting if they eventually bring in some kind of parental locking system to have, like, the adult uncut versions of things. Just look at things like Con Air or Disney+, Plus and sell that. Mm. Touchdown bus. Ooh, hold on a second. I'm, I'm feeling something here. I, I can't stop thinking about the how... The Buena social media club. I um, I can't stop thinking about how you, you saw it uh, blind. Basically. Well, like, you, wait, you hadn't listened... Are you blindboxing this? Are you birdboxing this? <laughs> like, you hadn't, you hadn't heard any of the songs before you went mm. into the live show. Oh. Was, it, was it hard to cut, sort of catch up and keep up with the show? Um, no, what I did do before I saw the show, uh, a couple of days before, I uh, I went onto Wikipedia and read up on Alexander okay. Hamilton to give me a kind of a vague idea of history because let's face it, it's not history that we cover. Well, yeah. it's not history they yeah. cover in America. It's not history we cover in the UK. Um, so, um, so I kind of tried to brush up a bit so that I would understand roughly who was who or what was going on kind of idea and and that was enough to be honest yeah i i, I didn't have a problem following the song um and and i'd been told by some people oh you should listen to the songs first but i was like no i'm gonna try gonna try yeah. um and yeah i often like that with musicals like i, mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. listen i won't listen to the sound like i've been wanting to um listen to uh, book of mormon for ages now but i haven't been able to see it yet ah, yeah. so until i see yeah. it i don't yeah, know yeah. anything I went to yeah. that one. That was a gorgeous experience. And again, I think you, Andrew, I think you saw that about like three years before. Me. Um, but yeah, you know, I had opening day. Something ridiculous like that. I had to be there. <laughs> but, uh, but, and again, I was the same. I, I spent, I, until I saw it, I didn't listen to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even though I had Andrew calling up every day, reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> but musicals in general what's what's your feeling musicals musicals theater do you go a lot back oh yeah did did you go a lot before times (laughs) absolutely yeah 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 before hamilton and after hamilton yeah i've always always uh always gone to the theater always loved musicals um they're they're just great fun. Um, they they express emotions and feelings in a very engaging way that's kind of feels very from the heart. You can't. It's very hard to do a musical that isn't completely sincere. Um, even like the most uh, sarcastic musical, even something like The Book of Mormon, yeah. is on a level extremely sincere and heartfelt and endearing. Um, or even something like Avenue Q. There is a exactly. layer of that that's very that that is sincere and and open-hearted. Like I, there's something that's that I like about musicals. I think that are very sincere. They're not they're not a pureness. Yeah. Mm. Uh, plus, okay. singing is fun. Singing it is, is indeed. fun. <laughs> Let's continue by singing now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for you to lead. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Um, but I mean, with it, so, so 
were there songs that kind of jumped out for, for you guys when you were first kind of listening to it that you were like oh this is this is the song that i like the most or kind of when you went into it did you already have songs that you were looking forward to seeing on set i think burn for me was the one that was spine tingling mm. um just the raw emotion yeah mm. cool. Uh, cool. hurricane for me Oh, yeah, that's a really good singular piece, which I was excited to see how they'd stage that. Mm. A bit disappointed. <laughs> yes, yeah, I gather from both of you, you feel that there's not much to the, <laughs> not much to the I, set. It's quite stripped back, isn't it? It's stripped back. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it at all, really. I was, I mean, I'll probably say this later on in the episode. I was always a bit disappointed with the choreography, being a little bit static too often. I mean, there's a lot of jumping about, but when it chooses to do the drama, it doesn't know how to handle moving drama. So they, they didn't just... need to move because the floors moved underneath them. Yeah, but I, I like to <laughs> have more more visual language being portrayed on screen, especially mm-hmm. when you're sitting, you're sitting there and they're sitting there or standing there, and it's just their voice. I would also like to have their voice and a hint of something else just to express more than... We're stuck in a place, and this is the motion in that place. Right. Maybe that's just me. I like movement. I like things moving. I like shiny objects. I have, you know, ADD. What um? What musicals have you seen recently? Like before the the before end times. times. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the before times. Did you did you discover oh, anything blimey. before everything's shut? Did you see Dear Evan Hansen? Um, I have seen Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, I think that is the last musical I saw on stage, um, and that was uh, that was great. I loved it. I think my last was um, uh, Come From Away, which my oh, sister had been banging that. on for about a year. Because yeah. um, when, you, when you were saying you saw Hamilton in January to perk yourself up in the depressing month, I saw a musical about 9-11 in January. Uh, yeah. Jesus. But it was, it was really good. I've listened to it uh, on a pretty constantly uh, mm. ever since. And I'm, I think they're doing a film of it. Um, yeah, when that's going to be that's released cool. now is another question, but mm-hmm. but yeah, that's definitely think... a recommendation. I'd say. Cool. I think the thing I saw before that was um, Operation Mincemeat. What? Yeah, uh, I'm not even like heard a, of that one. Um, I think it's called Operation. I'm pretty sure it was after the World War Two Operation, um, oh. and it was a a, um, uh, a musical that was very big at the Fringe, um, and kind of came to London. And I'd seen some people kind of, you know, recommending it and talking about it. And uh, so went to see that at a very small run uh, off the West End in London. I was going to say, uh, it probably would have been... Not quite black box, some... but not... No, no. Uh, but it was, yeah. Uh, but it was a, but a very small theatre that I cannot remember the name of for the life of me. Um, but um, but I've, I've seen a few things there and it's really, really nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, and that was that was hilarious. That was really, really funny. Um, it was kind of like, what, about four or five people in, in the cast? Um, and I can't remember any of the names off the top of my head, which is a shame, but it was, uh, it was excellent. And then they did a, uh, I think they did a second run somewhere else shortly afterwards as well, it was, uh, because it was so popular. Mm. But if you ever come across that, absolutely worth seeing, really, really funny. I've definitely added to the list now. Are there musicals that have kind of pinpointed you through life? I suppose there are. I mean, I grew up with stuff like, you know, the sound of music and things like that, which are kind of always lodged in your brain. Mm. Um, and then, uh, I mean, something like Avenue Q, I, 
as someone with a BA in English, that absolutely resonated. I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, no idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, so like I think nice I thought that about the right Q time. in there. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that's, uh, yeah, that, that kind of resonated with where I was at that point. Um, and then uh, Matilda, I, uh, I really, really loved. Um, mm. And I, I think I used to listen to Naughty, the kind of the first main track for Midwater in that musical. I used to listen to that going to work as a way to kind of, you know, get me, get me inspired and ready for the day. That was a nice kind of empowering number. So, I mean, there are songs like that that stick with you and you kind of you go back to for, for particular reasons. I did love Matilda. I, I wish I'd oh, seen it again. Really good. Um, yeah, same. Did you ever catch um, Groundhog Day? Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. That worked really well as well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I took Andrew to see Groundhog Day and we, we both were sort of a bit disappointed by the end of it, but I, I've mm. grown to love it now. Yeah. Um, I do often listen to... Um, uh, there's a, a solo he does towards the end where he's just, like, constantly committing suicide, which is uh, just yeah. heart-wrenching. yeah. That number, um, when I saw that, I was like, I cannot believe they're doing this on stage. Yeah. Um, that felt really, like, bold and dark. Um, I, d- I didn't expect them to do that to that. Do- I didn't expect them to have a song about that. <laughs> and it was right I after... I thought that would be, like, um, a plot point, not a whole set. <laughs> and it was right after the solo by the um, the girl that he, he like, mm-hmm. um, got with, and she's just singing about how she's always used, and it was just... Yeah, of all she's the always kind of... Yeah. yeah. Of all the characters, I didn't think she'd get the solo, solo but no, it exactly, does yes. work after a while. After, yeah, like I said, the first time I wasn't, we both were a bit nonplussed about it. Yeah. But I have, because I'm such a Tim Minchin fan, I've been listening to it over and over again. And it's, it's working yeah, yourself way. into like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still, yeah, I still don't think it's as good as Matilda, but I, yeah, but I had a similar mm. thing. I think I came out and I was like, hmm, that's a Matilda. And then, but I found myself keeping going back to listen. Yeah. No, oh, did you go in thinking it was Matilda when you got the tickets? Because that's yeah, no, that's going to throw no. you entirely. Okay. <laughs> so, um, strange casting choice, oh. but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, recent musical highlight was a waitress. Um, All right. I, I saw that. Um, I saw that for my birthday last year. I bought myself tickets to. Wait. I often do this. I buy myself tickets to a musical for a birthday. Who better to do it to than myself. you? Know your taste. <laughs> Um, exactly. Um, so on my birthday, I went to see Waitress uh, and uh, and got a pie in the interval to, to eat on the way home or during the second half. And it was yeah. great. I blubbed my way through it. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, it's good. What pie did you go for? Um, oh, I can't even remember now. What? That's part of the... <laughs> probably, probably a pie with a name that's incredibly inappropriate. <laughs> I, I really wanted to see Waitress just so I could have a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I, <wonder. laughs> I was like, I'll get some good music as, as well, but I kind of want a pint. I went, I was, at, at, you know, I was at the top floor when I went to see Waitress and that, that yeah. little bar there, and I was too awkwardly shy to go over and have a look at the pie. So I didn't want to think like, oh, he's a fat guy who just came for a pie. Aww. But I kind of I really did. Go for the pie. <laughs> but I know, I felt bad. Also, then I did see the prices and thought, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm an out-of-work human being. I can't afford the yeah. West End. I, I was like, I was my birthday, I'll treat myself. And that was, that was my excuse. <laughs> On a normal day? No. I was going to say, Andrew, you should have, you know, strolled in with your head held high and owned it and just brought out all the pies. <laughs> If if you were so like anxious about it, I would have just yeah. But then I suppose money. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my. You don't have to worry about money at the moment because you know there's nothing uh, to pay for. And everything's going to Disney Plus. Everything's going apart everything from pies. I genuinely got a pie delivered the other day. I ordered a pie to be delivered. What pie did you get? Or do, do you have like a bad memory with pies? Because who knows? <laughs> it was like a savoury pie. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, you know, it was the pie man came. Around in the pie van, delivered a pie. It was great. Pie man in the pie van. That was pie pie van. That, I'll be honest. That was that wasn't wasn't the name of the, of the company. But I mean, now speaking about it, that really should be a business. It really should. Like be. an ice cream yeah. truck, but pies. <laughs> I've just got an image of like a mobile um, Sweeney Todd now, like a mobile Chippy. <laughs> oh, oh, my, oh, 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 okay. I went Chippy. Sweeney Todd for the modern top. age. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> With Miss Lovett on the roof, just like banging cats. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the season finale of Big Zoo's Big Eats. That'll be the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Strange reference. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm barely, are we, uh, yeah, I'm glad that someone else has watched that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've become a bit obsessed with it. It's quite, yeah. I, I only went in for the food, but now I, I like the wrapping. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just fun. <laughs> it really is. Uh, oh, that's uh, we, I should say that's, uh, that is on UK TV Play slash Dave. If, uh, if if anyone's listening wants to watch that. Oh, how would you know what's available to stream? Yeah. Oh, I don't. How know. would you have that information to you? Such a strange <laughs> occurrence. I should say your your website is often a lifesaver for me. Especially, like, my dad often asks, like, what's on Sky, what's on Netflix? And I'm just like, I just send him your link. And I'm like, look, oh, look there. Thank you. And you'll always see it. <laughs> that's what I use. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's really rude to know. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything you'd like to uh, promote? Well, it's like my family place, place, and I'm just like, I have a website. You can look at it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a what? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, oh, I saw this thing on Netflix. It was really good. And I'm like, guys, I'm right here. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I Vodzilla is like on my um on my bookmarks forever. And it's like one of the first pages I open up whenever I open my laptop. To be honest, it's just nice what? to see a list. I of, look at it on to... my phone. Mm. Oh, streaming well it through optimized. your phone. It's well optimized. <laughs> <laughs> So what else is coming up on VOD purposes? Oh my god! The end of July. Uh, Do we know what's what's available? What what can we watch during mm, the time when we can't go to the cinemas, although tech cinemas are open? That's a good question. Besides Um, Arthur's Fountains, (laughs) I was going to say, have you seen Arthur's Fountains? We have done the episode already. I I haven't listened to it yet. Let me guess. Neither of you liked it. (laughs) I'm Irish, and I didn't like it. Yeah, it was a mess. Yeah. Oh, Although, boy, I, um, speaking of films that are out on digital, I believe Andrew Katz is out on digital. Oh, oh it good. is, yeah. But I think yes. we should do an ep- uh, a fourth episode on Katz. What, watch it in 4K <laughs> again? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have now seen Katz, and yeah. Mm. Oh, you're so lucky. But you can listen to a commentary, if you'd like. It was, oh, <laughs> I genuinely got that bookmark to listen to at some point. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's it's a it's a public service you've done there. But, <laughs> but, but no one, no one, no one asked for. But at the same time, <laughs> I asked for it. I begged for it. <laughs> Things Johnny did. It was it was certainly a uh, it was an experience. Um, yeah, I think it was about fifteen minutes in that uh, Ailey, my girlfriend, and I looked at each other and just kind of like, yeah. Well, 15 minutes in, you hadn't got to um, Mungo, Jerry and Rumple Teaser yet, so I understand. Oh, no, no. no Jerry and Rumpel Teaser. Mungo, Jerry and Rumpel Teaser. <laughs> they're a very something couple of cats. Um, they were uh, um, a couple of notorious cats. Oh, yeah. of, of course. How could I forget that? Um, but but what is Mungo, Jerry or Rumpel Teaser? <laughs> Most of the time, people leave it at that, which is a real shame. Um <laughs> Here I am, meant to be, we're meant to talk about Hamilton and I'm dropping in Cats lyrics. This has gone very Cats well. is a great musical, right? It is a great musical. Yes, we're talking about not a good musical. <laughs> yes, true, true. I see, I saw Cats when I was a kid. Uh, ah. uh, I loved it. Um, did they, um, but, did you yeah. get to sit next to the aisle when they walked among you? Um, the cats walked no, among I don't, no, I don't think, <laughs> don't think I did. We were sitting like near the back, somewhere near the top, you know. Um, oh, you weren't brave. <laughs> spent my life in the nosebleeds. The, um, but um, it's, uh, I remember we got the double box set cassette tape thing, uh, or double cassette tape box set even, uh, and used to listen to that when we were driving, well, when my parents, were, I wasn't driving, I was a child, when my parents were driving, uh, we would listen on long journeys to Cats, uh, like four cassette tapes worth of the musical soundtrack. Um, <laughs> that sounds perfect. Oh, it was. I mean, Magical Miss Mistopheles is, is a banger, as uh, as the kids would say. Yeah. Okay. When I, I took uh, my sister to see it for her birthday, and we were uh, appalled at the fact that um, uh, uh, the Rum Tum Tuggers song had turned into like an R&B hip-hop kind of thing that they thankfully scrapped pretty quickly after that. That I, um... <laughs> I, yeah, I did find I had Rumtum Tugger stuck in my head after watching the film, which was quite yeah. surprising. That wasn't a song that I used to remember. But, oh, would you, would you uh, find the next was, week? Uh, it was curious. Uh, yes, yeah, very <laughs> curious cat, really. <laughs> I love how all of these interviews have ended up talking about cats in, in something. <laughs> when we talk about musicals and cinema, it, you can't avoid it now. It is, it is the ultimate cinema, cinematic It is music. there. <laughs> it is, it, 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 is a, it Undoubtedly, unquestionably there. Do you know what? I've been hating all the, the memes I keep seeing where it's like, oh, you know, cats came out and then everything turned to shit. And it's like, no. <laughs> Cats no, it's not quite. No, 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 no. David Baron passed away. Then cats came out. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker came out the day before cats, and that doesn't get all the blame. Yeah, the musical numbers were really good, good now. enough to survive growing. Yeah, Rumtum Tugger in Skywalker was. Ivan. Thank you for joining us talking about Thank Hamilton. you very much. And just Hamilton. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I, I love cats so much. It's been such, <laughs> such a landmark cultural moment. It's transformative. It's really, it's it's a huge historical milestone. It's, uh, you know, it's 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 brilliant. I think it resonates with a whole new generation of people. Um, it retells 
kind of the history of a nation from a perspective that's so underrepresented. I think it's, 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 it's a monumental achievement. The, the lyrics <laughs> are, are incredibly witty. I'm um, already thinking about Andrew so much in this exposition <laughs> and detail into all of the all of the songs. Um, <laughs> the cast are remarkable. I think the fact that it was as successful in London as it was in America, I think, really speaks to like how it can resonate around the world. Um, Remember that just, scene oh. at the end of Captain Phillips where he goes to the uh, doc nurse and then he just bursts out crying and it's the catharsis of the end of the everything. This is this is me as soon as I hit stop record. Just just so you know. <laughs> But um, uh, yeah. I, I think all I of love that, you. and then I think the kind of like Jesus Christ superstar, Judas Rome, oh, oh, the character, oh my God. it's just, it's just, oh, you know, it's it's this it's, conversation it's, it's better great. Better. Um, Jesus Christ superstar is one of my top musicals. So oh, there you go. <laughs> Didn't even cue that. And you know, one up. <laughs> and some people might say, you know, you know, there's no, there's not, it's not as accurate as it should be, perhaps. And so, but I mean, yeah, it's perfectly fine. Allows a dramatic license. You know, cats can sometimes. <laughs> Thing. Um, so anyway, that's my speech on they cats. They rip their skin off and eat uh, cockroach dancers. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be enough. Uh... <laughs> Next time someone asks Andrew how he's doing in lockdown, he'll have been editing this. <laughs> yes. He does not want to be in the room where this is happening. <laughs> Count to ten. So we've got Chris Hewitt from the Empire Podcast, a proper podcast people listen to. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. A proper, <laughs> a proper podcast that is made in the bunker and everything. <laughs> With microphones pointing at people's mouths. Can you believe it? Oh, we've been going wrong for years. Yeah. I need our space to be pointed at our mouths. Yeah. Your seat should be facing the screen and the microphone should be pointed at your mouth. These are basic podcast and film watching 101 yeah yeah well the good thing is 200 gives you a good chance to kind of start again start yes. from scratch oh yeah we're uh, burning this down to the ground <laughs> rising after this. <laughs> this is good this would be this would be like uh episode zero yes <laughs> exactly Brackets we'll just cross two. out the two zero zero yeah <laughs> Um, what was your introduction to Hamilton? Were you an album first, or the show first, or incessant people a... first? <laughs> <laughs> was I a what first? An album first? Album, yeah. Did you had you heard the music before you saw the show, or did ah, you right, okay. hold off? Uh, no, I uh, I held off. Uh, whereas my wife um, was a massive album listener so um i'm sure if anyone listens to the empire podcast and why the hell would you especially after listening to me for the last 10 minutes but um if anyone listens to the empire podcast for the last few years uh, my my colleague and aunt helen o'hara is a massive hamilton fan and uh she saw she was lucky enough <laughs> and rich enough i guess to see uh the original cast on broadway and you know so she came back from you know, she was in New York on a work thing. She had a free evening. She looked up Hamilton tickets. There was one Hamilton ticket that was eye-wateringly expensive, but she figured, you know, let's go for it. So she she saw it, came back, started raving about it. And obviously, I was not inured to Hamilton. I wasn't living in a bubble, um, so I knew I knew what Hamilton was. But uh, I, you know, and every time I went to New York, I'd often be staying in and around 
I think it's 45th Street, which is where the Richard Rogers Theatre is, which is where the Hamilton is based. Um, obviously, it's gone dark now, as is everything else. Uh, and I would, I would look, I would look, try and live vicariously through the people who were camped out to see Hamilton. And uh, you know, every now and again, I would look up a ticket, and I would go, "No, that's too rich for my blood." Um, but so I knew what it was. Helen was banging on about it. I was very, very excited to to see it one day, um, and my wife got the soundtrack album and started listening to it. And I, so I'd hear a couple of songs every now and again. But my thing is, mm. my thing is, I do not want to go into a musical. And this, this doesn't just pertain to Hamilton, this pertains to all musicals. I don't want to go into a musical knowing the songs. I want yeah. the songs to be presented fresh to me on stage. And also, I don't want to have that thing of, I have listened to this, the original soundtrack so many times that I am consciously or subconsciously comparing the performance that this person's putting in on stage to say Josh Gad in the Book of Mormon or Leslie Odom Jr. or Lin Manuel Miranda in Hamilton. I do not want to be doing comparisons. Uh, mm. It's 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 inevitable after the fact, but that's what I, I did not want to be doing that. So uh, that's a twenty-five minute answer to your question. <laughs> I am a Hamilton stage person first. All right, that's really cool though, especially given the the, the heaviness of the zeitgeist for those years. To avoid, to actively manage to escape. I think there's a, there's a diss in there. <laughs> I think you're, you're trying to diss me, but you're trying to tiptoe around it. I'm, I'm happy you're here, but also, you know. Blinkered is the word you're looking for. <laughs> I live my life in a bubble. Yes. You know, when you have a mask on, it's very hard. You don't have a lot of peripheral vision. Um, no, it's... Uh, it's uh, yeah, no, it was it's one of those things. It was a conscious choice. I didn't want to I just didn't want to I didn't want to experience the play until I could experience the play. Um and, you know, if I'd been able to see it in the States, I, I would have loved that. But then when it when it came over to, to London, uh yeah, I got I got tickets from myself and my wife. Um again, I wore from the expensive, but less so than New York. And yes. uh, I was absolutely blown away. I did not know what to expect. And um, yeah, I, I I wasn't entirely sure it would be my cup of tea, if I'm completely honest. But um, I when I went in, it was it was from the first moment. I mean, you guys have I'm guessing you guys have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many how many times? What, what, what's your what's your count? Just the once. Like we, I think we yeah. both went. Um, yeah, the first preview things. night. Oh, the sat first together. preview night. Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda was sat a few rows behind me. It was quite exciting. <laughs> Wasn't he meant to be on stage? That's an embarrassing mistake. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. He was singing from behind me. It was just, yeah. He kept trying to go over, over the top of everyone. Like, Shut up, there's a show on. <laughs> and he was singing so, Mamma Mia, of all things. So. <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah, at the, at the most emotional bits. Like, people are dying on stage and he's going, Mamma Mia! Like, oh on. no no! It was exclusively the Pierce Brosnan song. Oh my oh, god! SOS. <laughs> but in the style of Pierce Brosnan? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this, I mean, he attempted. This tone but, deaf no Kate Walling is coming in from behind you. It's like watching cats. Precisely. It's like what could you do though if you if you're in Hamilton. And you're watching Hamilton, and it's a really moving, emotional moment. Uh, a major character is dying on stage. I don't want to say whom, in case you know people haven't experienced a play. But Philip, let's say Philip is dying, <laughs> and and then all of a sudden you hear SOS being barked out behind you, and you turn around, and it's Lin Manuel Miranda, and you want to say, "Shut up!" 
but you can't because he wrote the play. So what yeah. are you going to do? He's, and he, only, you're gonna... people, only people who go to the play realise that SOS is actually what kills Philip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the big twist. <laughs> yes, because they excise that from the, the soundtrack album. <laughs> Yes, yeah, exactly. you can see on the Disney Plus version they'll have it all in full, and you'll get that that's fine. That's why it's plus. That's why it's plus. They're they're <laughs> adding things that weren't on the soundtrack album, <laughs> including um, for a select few uh, viewers, Lin Manuel Miranda will come round to your house and sit behind your sofa and bark SOS at your ear at a pivotal moment. You can hire him for a cameo. Yes, but, <laughs> but you have to you have to pay extra for that. That's Disney Plus Plus. Um, which does make a Disney negative, but I think ultimately that would be a good thing. I would pay extra for that. I would pay the extra. I think it's seven. It's six ninety nine for Disney Plus, but if you buy Disney Plus Plus with the Limamama cameo, it's five thousand pounds a month. But I'm happy to pay that. Now, is that just for Hamilton, or will he pop up for anything else you choose? So, if you're fancying the Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> Uh, no, he will do anything. He will. He will. But the thing is, he must bark SOS. Oh, so if you're watching Old Yeller, it's kind of perfect. Perfect for Old Yeller. <laughs> Not so great for Timmy. Failure mistakes were made. But, uh, but that's the thing. You don't get to choose which film he will pop up and sing SOS at you whilst you're watching. You know, he will. He will do that. But you know. But then again, there's Disney Plus 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 layer is fifteen thousand pounds a month where you can actually get you can choose the film that you want them my mum around to come in and ruin <laughs> or you can get a 10 minute vote a zoom call with jerry piven i mean at this point <laughs> is piven on cameo yeah oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> there was money to be made of course he's there how much? How much? How much for Piven? How much for Piven? It's 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 fifteen grand for a ten minute chat. And, well, he pays you, or you pay him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only stand up. It's only a stand up. <laughs> it's it's uh, Jimmy Piven performing the stand up, late eighties stand up of Andrew Dice Clay, and you have to pay fifteen thousand pounds for that privilege. I once took I once took Jimmy Piven to a cash point. <laughs> Under duress. <laughs> um, um, he did have a knife. Now I think, <laughs> now I think back on it. Uh, no, I, I was interviewing him in a central London location, and um, uh, for some reason we got interrupted. So he was like, "Yeah, let's go out and walk the streets of Covent Garden." So we walked the streets of Covent Garden for a little bit, and uh, and he went, "What's this made of magic he, box?" He went, "What is this?" And I went, "Well, Jeremy, you put this this card in, and if you can guess the magic number." Spits money at you, uh, which is my understanding of how these things work. So sure. he put the he put the card in, and then just dialed in a random uh, series of numbers, and he got lucky. He hit the jackpot that day, and he took out. I think he took out a fair a fair amount of money, maybe even the maximum that you can win on those magic boxes. Wow, yeah. it's kind of incredible. And now and again, when I'm in Covent Garden, I walk past that cash point and I look at it wistfully, thinking of the good <laughs> times I had trying to desperately to make small talk with Jeremy Piven. It's got oh, one of those blue plaques on it, right? It's what? Sorry again? It's got one of those blue plaques on it now, right? Sure. <laughs> <It does>. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Pippen guessed the magic numbers on this location in, when was it? 2009. I'm going to say 2009. It was a glorious day. 
Um, I did want to ask about uh, other musicals, um, since Andrew did bring up Cats about 10 minutes ago. Oh. Um, I, I had a look at the, uh, the Empire spoiler specials yesterday, mm. just to double check, and there was no Cats spoiler special. So when are we to expect that? Uh, Have I you think... seen Cats yet? No. No? Oh, you no. lucky, lucky bear. No, but if you do click the uh, the button at the bottom of your screen and pay me fifteen thousand uh, pounds, I will do so. I so you guys, you you, you saw cats in the flesh, right? You you went to see, you've seen cats in in the film. Yeah. yeah, we've we've done three episodes on it now. We did um an episode on the stage play, which yeah. I showed Andrew, and then I dragged him to see it on opening day. And right, we did an cats, episode then, and then <laughs> and then we did an episode a uh, commentary episode. Oh my god! I, yeah, and you've been to commentary episode. But I, I I need to go back and check out your your <laughs> episode about the horror that is the stage show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone I'll here forever likes defend it. it. I'll forever defend cats. I think you really should um, I would, spend the rest I would of the day you, watching it on a loop. I will give you forty five seconds to defend it. I know this is your <laughs> show, but I'm 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 making the rules. Forty five seconds. Say, <laughs> I will I will say that the um, digital fur technology doesn't really work okay is this the stage show yeah the stage show is technology (laughs) the stage show and the film are basically the same thing but the film tries to put a a story around it but it doesn't really work i like the stage show just because it's a collection of great songs for me anyway and it's just nice you know the cats walk around you at one point which when you're a child is scary but um last time i saw i was like when you're an adult (laughs) when you're 39 years old it's terrifying (laughs) Um, I think no. I think it's got some great songs in it and um, catchy songs. Like I can listen to an album on loop quite easily. That's it's right next to Hamilton. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus! I mean, should be drinking I, at that point. There's that. I mean, it was a sentence. There's no question <laughs> about that. Yeah, it's a life sentence. It, really, it feels like it, doesn't it? Cats is just nine oh life my sentences. God. Oh my god! It was a, it's again. It was unforgivable. Oh my word! It was a present for my wife as well because she wanted she wanted to go see cats, and uh, Nicole Scherzinger was in it as well. And we were all excited to hear Nicole Scherzinger sing sing the song. You know the song, that song, the one song, the song from the the cats. That's and, not uh, one of the moments I don't like. You don't like that moment. That goes, see, that's I don't think that goes. I think it goes on too long. It's like, all right, get it over and done with. Come on. I mean, by that point, the <laughs> whole thing's been going on for two fucking hours. I mean, uh, <laughs> I was ready to end it all, and then <laughs> on comes finally because she's she's been coming on throughout the show, uh, Sherry Singer, yeah. and uh, she's been skulking around in the background. You're going, I paid to see you. I paid. I paid <laughs> to see. You. I don't care about any of these other, you know, drama school graduates who are forced to embarrass themselves in these costumes. I don't care about them. I want to see you, Sherry Singer. <laughs> A big fan of the Pussycat Dolls, some of your work anyway, and I'm a big fan of your work on the X Factor, probably. And you know, I want to see and that yogurt advert like you free. do, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, know <laughs> I just want to see you do your thing. And uh, then she comes on right at the end and she sings a song, and it's a very good song. She hits all the notes, and it's good. And then she slinks off stage, and then that's it. And she oh, pretty she... much turns to the audience and goes, Thanks for coming. <laughs> well, she dies. She doesn't slink off stage. She goes to the heavy side lair. Well, she ascends, doesn't she? Yes. Is that death? <laughs> yes. I thought it's she won. To, it's death. I thought she won the rebirth. competition. Oh, oh, that is, oh dear! That is the competition. 
Life is the competition and winning is to end it. (laughs) And you clearly have been a judge on this situation. (laughs) (laughs) This feels like the rules of the generation game. I don't know why. Don't know why. The way you said that, it sounded like a game show. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, no, Cat is, Cat is terrible. Cat is terrible. And, uh, it really isn't. I mean, for me, the highlights are Mungo Jerry and Rumpel Teaser. Uh, Buster for Jones is always fun. Uh, I yeah. was very disappointed to find out that Jim Broadbent wasn't playing Buster for Jones in the film. Oh, no. my only real disappointment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was perfect for it. And then James Gordon stole it from him. And yeah. <laughs> Tied him up, I heard. Tied him up. <laughs> yes. Sent him to Growl Tiger. Yes. Ray Winston just collected him on a raft. It is a shame uh, Ray Winston didn't get much more to do, but alas. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, an accusation you can label at a number of movies. <laughs> <laughs> so um, other than uh, other than Cats, obviously, what uh, other like favourite musicals do you have? Uh, I'm I'm an edgy guy. I like to go for the musicals no one's ever heard of. Uh, so Book of Mormon. <laughs> Off the radar. Um, yeah. Have you heard of this? It's a. Uh, it's, it's. No, I'm just cool. lighting it down now. Book of the guys behind the popular television show South Park uh, have teamed up with the uh, the team behind the popular musical Avanuku, um to mm-hmm. to do this musical. It's quite edgy. It's quite controversial. Thought provoking. Great songs. Um, no, I, I love I love Book of Mormon. Um, yeah. I am not a huge musicals guy, or wasn't until a few years ago. Hamilton has kind of changed that. Even though I was in a musical at school, um, Ooh. Ooh. Seminal Fagan in Oliver. Oh. Uh, I don't remember and, this character Seminal Fagan. Um, no, he was, was added, uh, added for yeah, you. It was added for me. Um, he was covered in semen and. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and uh, you know, it was just a, an, an interesting little quirk. It was just a layer that I was playing with the character. and A, a, a pretty thick layer. A pretty, yeah, a pretty, pretty thick layer. Um, so he was, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was, that, was a, that was a fun one. Uh, so I do like Oliver. But, yeah, Book of Mormon for me is great. Uh, I really liked Avenue Q. I saw that in New York uh, a few years ago. Uh, I went to see that on my own because there was a cheap ticket on, on, uh, on Today Ticks. Um, nice. And, you know, and we've had loads of fun watching stuff like Guys and Dolls and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Musicals. Chicago, I've seen a couple of times that 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 sort of thing. But yeah, for me, for me, Hamilton is is where it's at. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I've seen it three times now. Not with Lin Manuel Miranda sitting a few feet behind me, <laughs> barking. I mean, things. most can dream. Most can dream. Oh my, that's incredible. I mean, you know, how did how how when how did how did this happen? How did you manage to sit in front of Lin Manuel Miranda? Were you blocking his view? Was he angry? What happened? <laughs> Get out of the way! I needed my big hat. <laughs> Okay, um, I was a big fan of Cat, Cat in the Hat at the time. Um, <laughs> I needed to express that. I needed um, my, my big hat and my cardboard cutout of Andre the Giant. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't enjoy, enjoy the show. Um, no, he. Um, I was sat downstairs on um, first night of previews, and um, and he turned up in like one of the boxes at the back. Um, and I, I don't think I noticed him at first, but then I noticed sort of everyone stood up and turned around and started clapping. And I was like, oh, thank you. Oh, no, there's someone. Oh, it's Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> I got very confused. Now, are you sure they were clapping for Lynn? Because the day afterwards, John Hamm came. They might have been prepping, rehearsing for John Hamm's arrival. 
Yes, that's what it was. They were they were ham preppers. Yes, the famous, <laughs> the famous ham preppers. Um, wow, that's amazing. So, what, what did he do when people applauded? And was this during the show when they applauded, or was no, this... no? It's just before, as everyone was like setting up. You know, like um, how <laughs> before um, the play that goes wrong starts. Yes. Goes up. It was sort of like that. Um, but Lin Manuel was just sort of. He, he wasn't really. He kind of nodded his approval and sat down. <laughs> I think that was pretty much all he did. Yeah. Wow. But, um, he he, he did excited like, chatter. He didn't do the finger guns with anyone, did he? He didn't like you know, go. <laughs> no, I I tried to do it with him, but he didn't do it back. <laughs> and I thought first he doesn't applaud me, and now he's doing this. Just so you say, not applaud for the rest of the show. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. amazing. That is genuinely amazing. Um, I've 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 interviewed him, but I've never had the opportunity to sit several rows in front of him. That's incredible. I'm very I'm very jealous. Very jealous. Um, it's on my CV. That it should be. It should be. I would hire you. I would hire you based on that. I'm holding you to that. I'm going to contact Empire now. Uh, I have no power said, of hiring or firing. I should absolutely point this out right now. But if I did. If I did, doesn't matter what the job is. It could be a firefighter. You could be massively, woefully underqualified. I would hire you based on the fact that you had sat in front of Lima Miranda. That's that's amazing. Well and we well are, done. of course, announcing that Chris Stewart is running for mayor of London. <laughs> His first interview. Yeah. My, my, yeah, my, my big ticket is I will hire you. I don't care what your qualifications are. I will oh, well, hire you. Oh, now I feel less special. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll hire it. Listen, by definition... By definition, you weren't alone that night and sitting. <laughs> there must have been at least several dozen people who sat in front of Lima Miranda. So therefore, I will also hire them. That's my okay. Experience. I guess it's not so. It's, it's not suddenly a competition. Like I get hired no matter what. Oh no! Just yeah, it's alongside like twelve other people. It's like Dave. Are you like, like Jesus? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I didn't want to confirm it. <laughs> I've confessed to a lot of things in this podcast, but I didn't want, I wanted, to keep, I wanted to keep the Jesus thing on the down low. But yes, while we're asking, yes, I am Jesus. Um, well, but you are a bit of a superstar. I am. I, my hair is getting very long. And uh, and yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar. That's, that's another one that's passed me by that one. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I will hire people. It's a bit like the movie Dave. You know, I, if, if you want a job, you have a job. I will find a job for you in my new administration. <laughs> I mean, it can't get worse than now. No, it can't. Uh, but yeah, Hamilton's good, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about my new job now. <laughs> what do you want your job to be? What do you What do you see yourself doing in, in my administration? <laughs> I mean, I'm scared of thinking what you'd want me to do in your administration now. Okay, well, here's what I want you to do, chiefly, okay? Um, <laughs> I want you to sit... 10 feet in front of Limo Miranda at all times. <laughs> no matter where he goes, I want you on him. But not actually on him. I want you in the vicinity of being on him at all times. Sitting. Yeah, I want you to stick to him like a socially distant limpet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm definitely up for that. Yeah. I'll, bring, um, I'll bring a water spray as well in case he starts singing SOS again. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Not to stop yes. him, he just needs hydration. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. It's very important he hydrates, especially for a singer. Especially if he's doing it in Pierce Brosnan style. That's pretty heavy on your oh, throat. Oh, my God. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> hasn't, uh, he doesn't hydrate. 
<laughs> he doesn't hydrate. He doesn't. Well, Pierce Brosnan doesn't drink water conventionally. Is is what I've learned over the years. Uh, he uh, he absorbs water via uh, osmosis. He's <laughs> in the sea and it yeah. just sucks up into him. Pretty much, yeah. which is why they try and keep him out of the sea in all the Bond movies. Um, <laughs> in Dead yeah. Day, when he's, he's doing the surfboard, it's just to make sure he doesn't fall in. That's why the water was CG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bit where he's, uh, the, you know, the, the terrible ice surfing thing in Dine of the Day was because he was absorbing all the water in the Arctic Circle and melting all the ice. And, the most expensive and, Bond movie. Well, it was precipitating the demise of humanity. And they thought, not really what we want to do for this movie. Is really so we're just going to pop you in front of a green screen. We'll have some Evian around you so you can absorb that. Um, but we're not going to let you endanger humanity. Not again. <laughs> And that would be the last time he would work in the Bond franchise for that reason. <laughs> Daniel Craig famously can't even stand water. It's Heineken it. all the way. Hates it. Hates it. The famous, the famous scene in Casino Royale where he emerges from the water in his tidy blueies. Yeah. Um, the water is real. He is entirely CG in that moment. Uh, he just he, he can't abide it. Uh, and the bit at the end where he is in Venice... Um, and you know, trying to save Vesper Lint, uh, that is just that's that's pure uh, hand sanitizer that he's swimming in because he can't <laughs> abide water, he just can't abide it, hates it. Again, also, he's an alcoholic, yes. Well, I wasn't, wasn't gonna say that, <laughs> it's legally indefensible, and uh, <laughs> oh, Helen's not here, we're fine. <laughs> well, yes, yes, that's that's a good defense, that'll stand up at any court. I wasn't standing. I wasn't standing near a trained barrister, Your Honor. I had no idea. I was, was standing in front of Lin Manuel Miranda the whole time. <laughs> if, I, if I don't know it's illegal, it can't be illegal. <laughs> it's not a great defense. It works for me. Well, we, we should point out that Daniel Craig is not an alcoholic. <laughs> we should point uh, out. But he just hate, He just hates water. He just hates it. Can't stand it. <laughs> If he sees someone drinking water, he will slap it out of their hands. I've read. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. People say. Pe- people say. Scuttlebutt has it. Rumor. Rumor. <laughs> rumor on the street. Anyway, Hamilton's good, isn't it? I love Hamilton. It is. And uh, thank you for joining us to talk about it. And only Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. And uh, cats. Don't forget cats. Any- oh, don't forget cats. Anytime you guys want to start, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks so much. And now we're with uh, Janet and Dave Thomas, who are here to discuss their love of film <laughs> and love of musical cinema. Runs away real quick. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi. We hate musical cinema. <laughs> well, I thank mean... you for joining us. <laughs> hate is a strong word. A very strong, accurate word. <laughs> So yes. Is it just musical cinema that you hate, or is it musicals all around? Yeah. Not... I was I was thinking about this as we were kind of waiting to come on, and because we've actually we we have seen like a Broadway musical. Yeah, we saw a Broadway musical with Zachary Levi about oh five, five years, six ago? years ago. Yeah, yeah. he was amazing. Um, um, but but I think. That was one of the, I suppose, for in terms of the musical things that we can abide, 
it, it, I guess it's the kind of postmodern thing where it's all, it's not exactly making fun of the fact it's a musical, but it's very it's very winky. It's quite knowing, um, which I think that was like the, yes. it was a you know it was a musical, but it was very much you know sort of yeah we know you know this is ridiculous, um, and I guess things like South Park and mm. um, you know Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which oh, we, we actually really love. Um, <laughs> it's it sort of it, it's doing the musical thing but it's also really kind of ripping the piss out of musicals as well so and when uh, tv shows do those singular episodes do you find that's uh, okay to watch or do you think oh why are you doing a musical special really just to rip viewers depends well it depends if it's good yes because the, you know obviously there's famously there's the buffy musical episode yeah. um there are actually two musical episodes of xena Okay. <laughs> and what, that's two minutes in. <laughs> one of one of which is sort of a plot-driven musical, which has um some of it's by um oh gosh, the guy that always used to work with uh, Sam Raimi all the time, um pre-Danny Elfman, um who did all the evil dead stuff. And my name I'm just blanking on his name. Um uh, so, uh, so he wrote some of the songs, which are okay, and then they had a sort of an outside composer to come and do the kind of the really plot-driven, you know, heavy emotional ones, which are really terrible. Um, and so that's the first one, and then the second one, which they did kind of towards the end of the run, uh, is basically just them doing like covers of, you know, classic rock songs. Right, um, so it's got that. Joe Deluca, thank you. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so they do kind of, um, you know, war, war, what is it good for? Um, <laughs> there is an absolutely hilarious one where um, Jay Lagaya, the, the New Zealand actor who's playing this evil warlord who's got like a crush on one of the main characters, they do always something there to remind me, but, which you have to find on YouTube because it's hysterical. Uh, with all of his kind of lieutenants and henchmen kind of singing in the background. Um, so, so yeah, I guess. But, yeah, exactly as you say, like a big Hollywood musical, that's the thing where I'm just kind of like, no, no, I cannot. I, I just I just can't be doing with the moment when the music starts swelling. And the, yes. Uh, yeah, I think that idea that when you do it for comic effect, I'm willing to go with it. When you're deadly serious, no, 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 yeah. just you've lost me. Though we were saying the one exception, okay, all right, here we go. Give to that rule is um, Kenneth Branagh's Love's Labour's Lost and how he wow. weaves the transition from the Shakespeare dialogue into classic songs by Cole Porter and the like. Yeah, it just it just works. But then also, that's because it's Shakespeare, it's already quite art. You're already kind of mm. one removed from the fact, you know, that it, this is already very artificial. Yeah. Purely because of the language mm. already. So I think the two things actually weave together much better than, you know, we were just having a conversation and then, you know, it's, it's the classic like Monty Python, Holy Grail thing, you know, I just want to sing, you know, and the <laughs> music oh, comes oh, stop up. That. Yep, and no singing. So, 
so yeah, I don't, I, there's something about it, and it's it's a shame to dismiss an entire genre, but the, there is just <laughs> something about it that just like there there are there, there actually aren't that many genres that I would just have no truck with, but that's kind of probably the the, the one that I'm the most kind of no, this this isn't going to work for me. Yes, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of refusing to accept this. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> Well, there are, there, are things, there are musical films where they, the singing doesn't kind of, isn't part of the narrative, like um, John Carney's stuff, particularly Sing Street and Begin Again. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love those films. They're just brilliant. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. Weirdly, I hate Once. Couldn't watch Once. <laughs> or yeah, more on my list. <laughs> Couldn't get through it, yeah. Right. I, I um what about like Rocky Horror? How about that? That's that's more of a. Uh, I mean, I've, it's so got... very removed. I've got an. I've probably got a nostalgic fondness for Rocky Horror. You, I don't think you do, do you? No, I think it's one of those things. There are certain films that you you have to see at a certain point in your kind of film development hmm. to work. That. Um, I think by the time I was watching it, I couldn't really appreciate it for what it was because it, you know, I know I knew so much about it before mm. seeing it that that kind of distanced it distanced me from a film which is very much an experience. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I guess I saw it very much of you know as you do when you're a when you when I was just kind of getting into the uh, that, that kind of midnight movie idea. Um, probably I was probably like at my grandparents' house. I was probably staying up late just seeing what was on TV, and it would have been on Channel Four or BBC Two, and you know, just like what the hell is this? <laughs> but it having that kind of um, just weirdness that you sort of end up watching. Um, I, I think as well, there's probably something to do with the musical style mm. because something like Rocky Horror, which is like a rock and roll musical. Mm. So it's kind of, you know, they're kind of rock and roll, sort, catchy rock and roll songs, as opposed to the big Hollywood, you know. Classical. That, that, yeah. Because um, interestingly, with, with us being, you know, locked down and searching for entertainment to watch um, and having got Disney Plus to watch The Mandalorian and Clone Wars. Um, so we've been kind of working our way through all the animated stuff, which I hadn't actually seen as a kid for the most part. I'd seen a couple, but that mm -hmm. just wasn't that just wasn't my bag right yeah so you know the, the rare occasion that i could convince one or other parent to take us to the cinema um it would be like a star wars movie or indiana jones or something so i don't have that real nostalgic fondness for most of the old disney movies and the like the really old ones just that musical style where everyone like the entire choir is singing singing like high falsetto <laughs> just puts my teeth on edge <laughs> So no Phantom of the Opera then? <laughs> oh no, my mum loves that, and I think that there my, is an element of that as well. My that dad idea likes that Phantom yeah, Opera. that you that rebellion against the things that your parents liked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I actually quite like Michael Crawford, but just not in that. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I was thinking <laughs> for me, I was thinking was... more Gerard Butler. Gerard <laughs> Butler version. Yeah, yeah. My mum loves that, and it, it's just that idea that. It's around the time that I realised that my mum had no taste in film. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
because my dad's actually got quite good taste in movies but he he probably does quite like a musical oh like west side story or something like that well see okay okay again west side story i actually don't mind okay but i think there's something sort of strangely off because that that whole thing is is music well that's 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 more of an opera than a musical so again there's less of the transition between the speaking and the singing i think that is that weird disconnect how did you feel about les mis yeah, you had that whole thing with Looper, didn't you? Yeah, we saw. So you remember when um, Les Mis was coming out and they had that kind of five, six minute kind of trailer promo thing where they're all talking about making well, on, on set. Live. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they were running that like as a trailer, basically. Oh, God. And we got it before Looper. Mm. So we can't see Looper. <laughs> And, and I have to admit, I don't think I'd had the best day anyway. So I was probably in a little bit of a weird mood. But that came on. And I'm like, I feel sick. <laughs> I, I want to, like, I've been really looking forward to seeing this movie. And I actually want to leave the cinema. Because this, just this, these clips and them talking about doing Les Mis is making me really quite anxious. Um, <laughs> so you really didn't enjoy Looper when you watched no. it that time? <laughs> Oh, I, I had to watch it again, like much later, actually sort of warm to it because I was like so furious at Hugh Jackman <laughs> just invading my cinema space with his singing. Oh, yes. but, um, and I like Hugh Jackman. I don't even have a massive problem with Hugh Jackman singing. You know, his, his Oscar warm up is brilliant. But, you know, there's just something about that. And that, that very, so Les Mis is kind of the thing that I really wouldn't get on with. Yeah, this is like the you know the thing with with cats. We'd said to the bit of <laughs> I didn't bring this up, um, Andrew. They should screen it as the, the surprise film LFF to test the fire evacuation procedures of the Odeon <laughs> Square. <laughs> I was at the surprise screening at LFF, and I was bitterly disappointed. Especially just the way they introduced uh, it was uh, Uncut Gems, right? And they, yes. <laughs> the director came up and said, "Who likes musicals?" And who likes cats? And then walked off the stage and I was like, oh my God, this is great. I'm going to be sat in an empty cinema watching cats <laughs> on my own, basically. And then it turned out to be Uncut Gems. I, I went in of the year. with great expectations and watched Uncut Gems instead, which I do love now. But because I watched Uncut Gems the whole time thinking, but it's not cats, is it? I, I wanted, <laughs> it's I true. Cats. It's cats. There was the poster tagline, it's not cats, <laughs> opens Christmas. <laughs> Those are two I, yeah. very different films. That would be an amazing double bill. <laughs> I, I, think, yeah, I think both would stress me out. But for I'm very kind of kind of like a, a balm, a soothing balm after the fact, really. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I would defend cats to my dying day. And that was um, it. <laughs> well, so with, uh, with Hamilton, are you very excited? Are you going to be watching it the day it releases on Disney Plus? Or are you yeah, sort of non-plus about it? Mandalorian. Mm. We're definitely going to watch it. I are like... We? Well, I'm definitely... <laughs> I like Lin-Manuel Miranda and the things that I've seen him in. Like Moana, you know, he's he's great in, in that. And they yeah, sing, yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. And I've All seen right. him do his kind of rap singing-y thing i don't i'm sure it's got a proper name um, i quite like it so i'm rap I'm, singing. I'm interested 
and I'm hoping it's going to be at least partially funny. So that kind of gives it a bit of a pass. I don't know. I saw mm. the trailer for In the Heights, and I just thought, oh god, that this is like the kind of musical I would hate. So ah, that was going to be my ne- my next question. Where you, you had no uh, excitement for In the Heights, you weren't planning to see it at all, or. Well, I was like, oh, I'd be interested to see the trailer. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, no, this is not my cup of tea at all. Yeah. I wouldn't like this. Wow. It looked that, very well made and very, you know, it wasn't that it looked bad in any way. It was that I thought, oh, this this is not to my taste at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah, because it's like cats. You're like, well... That's not very well made, you know, <laughs> you know, fair enough. But the other things, it's like, I appreciate this as a piece of cinema, but it is not like, it is not for me. They're furry, why does someone have coats? Oh, gosh. Why are we going down the cat's route already? <laughs> I just want to point out again, I did not bring cats up. Weather Wilson's got more fur under the fur and somehow a sparkly dress. I, I don't even know perfect. how that works. I, I, I um, it works as like bit. a David Lynch moment. <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch's cats, I would watch. Long live cats. So I'm trying to think of other, other musicals that are just musical right the way through with no break in between. You know, stuff like Sweeney Todd. Yeah, there are <laughs> men. Yeah, that's not a good film. <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> I can't remember. Did we? I think we did watch, or I watched I, it all the way through. Well, did the, we watch it together, Sweeney Todd? The Tim Burton one. Yeah. 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 I was like, I have seen yeah. it. Yeah. But I it, mean, mm. it's the closest thing you're ever going to get to like a Hammer horror musical, I suppose. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure that's a good thing. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, just... I've, I'm tired of Tim Burton. You know, generally, more recently. I mean, what 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 turned you? Because that was two thousand eight was during the time when he was really going through a fallow period. I don't know. I think it was one of those things that you know. I I always really loved him. He was one of those filmmakers. I would be there on opening day for anything he made. I think probably Planet of the Apes was what started that souring for me. Yeah, yeah, the yeah that was I not mean, that because is, it's Planet of the Apes. That is yeah. truly terrible. Yeah, um, yes. and I think it is that thing that it's like, oh, he's not as good as you know, he's not infallible, and then yeah. he then subsequently made more films that I didn't quite a lot of click with, and now mafias. I'm just like, mm, I'm not sure I could be bothered. I can't even, I can't even tell you the last one of his films I saw in the cinema. Um, well, I saw yeah, because I wasn't with you. I saw Miss Peregrine. Mm. Um, which is some of a good film, but yeah. it's clearly been edited until it's not. Um, <laughs> which is a real shame because a lot of that I thought was it was going really well, and then sort of the last half hour, forty minutes happened, um, and you could tell that this had just been kind of killed on the cutting room floor, basically, in, in reshoots. But um, which is a shame. But yeah, I know I still haven't seen Dumbo. I'm not sure if. I can really. Well, it's available now. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's, well, it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> it's it's sitting there waiting for you. I know. In it's cage. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I 
I, and I guess the animated ones, some of the animated ones work better because, again, it's animation, so it's already artificial. Yeah. So there's already that certain... And, you know, as, as we sort of... When we went to the BFI thing for Frozen 2, mm. um, Lost in the Woods is a work of comic genius. <laughs> but that's be kind of because of what it's making fun of, not necessarily that it's, it, you know, it's a musical number and i can i can probably kind of take or leave a lot of the other musical numbers in the frozen stuff mm. but again you've gone for a rock based piece that's interesting yeah. that's, that's the yeah. your touchstone yeah and that's the thing i mean i you know i'm a I, I i grew up in the 80s i liked all of the stupid hair bands so the things that they're making fun of are right in my wheelhouse so yeah and, and they just so perfectly capture the, how ridiculous all of those videos were and everything so um so yeah, I think that's why it works. But you know, what about like Swedish pop-based musicals? If you can think of any. I... What, what do you Mama mean? Mamma Mia! Oh, there we go. Oh, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! No, <laughs> no, not one bit. Absolutely. Hey, listen, I've sat through <laughs> all of Sextet not once, but on <laughs> one occasion. So Timothy Dalton singing Love Will Keep Us Together to Mae West, that's the only <laughs> Bond doing a song and dance number that I am going to tolerate. And Mae West was that, probably, what, in her 30s, 40s at that point? Certainly not older than that, right? Uh, Mae West was in her 80s. Okay, there's a difference. And Timothy Dalton <laughs> 20s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if, you, if, if you want to put yourself off musicals, go and watch, <laughs> go and watch Sex Tear. I guarantee it will do it. Do you know what? I'm adding that to my list, and I'm going to see what it does to me. So, double that. Well, yeah. I, you will have to report back because it's quite <laughs> something. So, Andrew, our our, um, our mutual friend Jane, uh, who who I think you know is, is a massive Timothy Dalton fan. Of course. So I had kind of described this film and in particular this scene, um, and she said, "Well, it can't be as bad as all that." So I think she lasted about eight seconds when I put it on. I said, no, stop. <laughs> Stop. Um, it, uh, it's quite something. Um, what it is, I don't know. It's not good. Uh, but it is definitely a thing I have seen. Well, thank you for your time. It's oh, been it's been lovely chatting to you. Real good time. Very yeah. interesting. Thank and, uh, you. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for introducing me. Hopefully Hamilton will bring you into the world. Yes. Yeah, we'll let you know what we think. And I'll let you know what I think of sex tech. <laughs> Yes, we want to hear. We want to hear all about that. I want to make it to the end. Yeah. Challenge <laughs> <Sounds> accepted. Yes. <laughs> uh, now we're with Jazz Tanke from Variety. Hello. Hi. That's like Hi, an official thing to say. Oh Variety. my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I mean, it was really hard for you to get through into this podcast because we're very selective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel lucky. I feel blessed. <laughs> See, that's what everyone's missing. It's blessings on this very day. Well, I have you on a Saturday evening from the UK, so, you know. Famously, evenings, or Saturday evenings specifically in the UK, we're meant to be out in a pub, yelling at the football match. This is or out seeing a show. Or out seeing a show. And a musical, perhaps. Yeah, that's not happening, though, is it? Oh gosh, no. 
so alas. yeah but thanks to disney plus we do have uh hamilton coming our way hooray yeah. when is it dropping there uh, 3rd of July, I believe, isn't it? The, the, the final day we can remember how we had complete, complete stranglehold on America. What a great time. <laughs> That's the day we celebrate. <laughs> um, so are you, um, are you a big Hamill, Hamill fan? Have you, have you seen the show? Have you listened to the album? I was obsessed with the show before, like, when it first hit Broadway. I wasn't, I didn't discover it until it was on, I like, I wasn't an early off-Broadway, you know, fan. Um, then I was like, oh, what is this new show? Let me listen to it. And I fell in love with it. Um, and I saw, I'm just trying to think what year I saw it. It was like a Thanksgiving weekend, probably 2016. It, so a year and a half after it begun. Year and a half after it began, tickets were a nightmare to get, but sure, um, we did, and it was yeah. I I was sobbing, and Christina Hendricks was in the audience too. Same note. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> were you just watching her the entire time, going cry? If you no, cry, it's fine. No, I said because Jen, my wife, was like had kind of didn't know enough about it so i was like so at this moment if you watch christina Hendricks, she's gonna cry and i was like to be honest she's not moved by it's quiet uptown i don't know what is going and then bam it's like the tears i was like yes um so yes, no, I've been a fan for a long time. I did actually love Lynn back in In the Heights too. And we would have been seeing that this summer, if not for Rona. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that would be what this episode was going to be. We were all going to cram into a cinema tight together and <laughs> enjoy In the Heights. Sweaty and high-fiving and breathing on each other. Oh my god! Singing all the songs. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, I have the books. I have the soundtrack. I have the T-shirt. That's nice. that's the kind of musical fan I am. Right. Did you get them when you were at the show? Were they official material, or did you collect them over the last few years? You know, everywhere you can online. So the soundtrack I bought before I saw the show. Right. Um, the T-shirt I bought at the show, in America, the Playbill is free, so you don't have to pay, like, what is it in the UK? Well, Three pounds? Five pounds? Yeah, it's um, about five pounds for the Right, it's gone up. Um, <laughs> so I got that. I got the book, like, the photo book, and then the, the paperback, the big, massive coffee table book thing I got after because that came out like later on and I ended up everybody knew I was, I was obsessed so when it came out I ended up getting like two copies for my birthday I was like great <laughs> at least you're on brand that means. on brand totally totally have you got the um the book that it's based on that uh Lin-Manuel famously actually read on holiday the Ron Cherna book yes yeah. I have that too so how how is that as a read because I've been 
kind of tempted, but I don't know if it's like too sort of heavy. I've been waiting to go on holiday to read it, and every time I go on the way at holiday, I never bring it because it's massive. If you've seen it, it's like War and Peace, so it's just sitting on the bookshelf, just as a I have to have it book. Um, yeah, in the same way that I have like Wicked by Gregory Maguire, which I read. So, <laughs> oh, that's got a worn spine at least. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been so. I've been looking for it on um I've started reading books through like an ebook service through my local library, and so I, was, I looked for it on there. But all all it had when I searched Hamilton was the actual Federalist Papers, and I was like, I don't really, Blame think, <laughs> I don't think I want to spend my night reading the actual Federalist Papers. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! <laughs> I wonder if any fans have actually read it. Like, if they're that obsessed with Hamilton that they read the Federalist Papers. There has to be someone out there whose like perfect mix of life is musicals and the economy. <laughs> I mean, part of me is thinking like maybe challenge accept. No, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, what are your um, your favourite moments, songs from uh, Hamilton for you? Um, I love my shot. Um, right. Love it. That was that was the first song I actually loved. Um, Dear Theodore's that I love. I was like, if I had a child, I would sing it, sing that to them. Oh. <laughs> it is heartbreaking, yeah. Um, and. It's quiet uptown. I love Burn. See, Burn I yep. didn't love until I saw that on stage. Like, it was oh. so weird. Do you find that, though, with musicals where you listen to a, a, a cast recording, you're like, hmm, I don't quite know about this number, and then you see it on stage, and it's like, oh, wow. I think I kind of had that with Burn myself in that, like, I wasn't a, a huge, huge fan of it when I listened to the album, but going into the musical it was what I was looking forward to seeing because yeah. I could hear the, like, just the raw emotion. And I was like, I can't wait to see that on yeah. stage. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't, uh, can't argue with that. With you there. It's, Burn is probably my favourite of them all. And Guns, Guns and Ships I love too. Oh, yeah. I, I think I... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's a lot of the war ones that I feel don't get shouted out enough. Guns and ships in Yorktown yeah. seem to be like, they're the big, cool ones. And everyone's all about, you know, it's quiet uptown and bird and everyone's crying. Guns, blowy explosions, kaboom. Yeah, no, I think I liked guns and ships more after, was it James Corden did the carpool karaoke with Lin-Manuel Miranda? Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. I think... It's really sad how, like, different songs in that show just, yeah. So, those are my my favourite ones. Um, how do you feel about it coming to Disney Plus as opposed to uh, movie theatres now? Yeah. Do you know what, right now, I think I'm really in, personally, I'm just dying for a, the, a musical thing so i'm very happy that it's actually going to be on disney plus in like two weeks time yeah. um yeah i mean the only thing you lose is like the 70 foot screen or and like the surround system because i don't have that fancy setup here but i'm happy to have it 
at home. I already warned my wife and I warned, I'm like, hey, my neighbor downstairs is just going to be so annoyed with me. Like, <laughs> I was like, the second it drops, I'm going to watch it. It's like, so everybody's warned. Um, I mean, yeah. it, is, um, it is a slight benefit that it's easier to put on a loop for yeah. a week. Now yeah. it's on Disney Plus, as opposed to you know going to see it in the in the theater and then going back out and wasting precious few tic- few seconds booking another ticket to the next screening and and getting ads <laughs> and trailers. Yeah, exactly. Right. Was that the plan that you guys had? Oh 100%. yeah, for sure. That yeah. was my plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have done like a Saturday screen, a Friday night screening, a Saturday night screening, a Sunday night screening of like. You know, just planning a social, like, oh, you want to see Hamilton? Okay, well, I can't do it on Friday night. (laughs) Oh, you're you're planning around other human beings. That's where we're (laughs) making the mistake. Okay. (laughs) See, I'm thoughtful that way. Like, see how many people I can indoctrinate into the cult of Hamilton. (laughs) Would you start dressing in costume? What would you would you start taking dressing costumes and going as characters, different kinds of characters each time? No, but it's been a temptation for Halloween that I've never followed through on. So, <laughs> so maybe this year, if you're all stuck inside still, maybe, maybe. There'll be uh, no shame. No, I, see, there's no shame in doing it in, at home, but it's like when you go out. So, as soon as you cross the threshold, you've suddenly <laughs> it's, it's too far. But this is Hollywood, so I guess if I walked up Sunset Boulevard in a Hamilton outfit, nobody would like ban an eyelid. You might be able Post to make some, some money pictures, out of get it. Some money? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's still legal, but oh, it's not about legal. It's you know you do it and then you run quickly before anyone catches you. <laughs> yeah, but coronavirus, nobody's going to want to come near you. <laughs> oh, that is true. Yeah. Oh dear. Another industry what? lost to the virus. Oh, I know. I know. Um, what, did you see it on Broadway? Did you get to see it on Broadway? or No. We, we saw it in West End. Uh, okay. When was it? Like two years ago now? Three? December 17? Yeah, that sounds about right. Like... Oh. When it yeah, first... People were coming it... over from America to see it here because it was easier and cheaper. Oh my gosh, like it wasn't it like sixty pounds or something? Like ridiculously cheap. Yeah, I think so. I think mine was <laughs> cheap, like seventy yeah. or eighty on the uh on the floor level. Yeah. Um yeah. But Lynn Manuel Miranda was meant to to do that for the first year, right? And then because of What's what that? happened in Yes. Like uh-huh. he was meant to open the show at the um the Victoria Theatre, yeah. right? And then mm. um, I think because of everything that happened in Puerto Rico, he did the show, the benefit show there and didn't go through with London. Because I had tickets to see it in London. I had like second receipts for like 60 pounds and it was a bargain. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I had no clue about that. I never knew about Lin-Manuel Miranda possibly be, being in it. I'm... Yeah. How dare he, quite frankly, care about someone in some (laughs) other country or part of a country? (laughs) 
Oh. That, that kind of speaks to Hamilton in general as a show and a community. We obviously, when Mike Pence went and watched it, they had that big speech about love and passion, you know, caring. And immediately it was like, oh, it's gone political and how dare they? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now we're going through another pretty tough time in this world. And everyone, all the, you know, Hamilton is one of those things that we, that seems that we seem to respond to and quote with and use as, as a rebel yell. Right. A, but, but hasn't theatre always been political though? Like, I don't think no. it's just Hamilton. Like, but it, it just seems to me that, that that's the one that this generation has circled round on. Yeah. As that's our identifier for yeah. this mm. last five years of the world has been but this this was a revolution thus do we explore that do we use um, and literally quoting oftentimes you know you, the whole the whole rise up is what people would scream yeah it, it, it's this strange era i feel like that this is i mean it's beyond zeitgeist i would say yeah i think like that's what's interesting is seeing like how many people who are using quotes from Hamilton are actually aware of where it's come from? Like if they yeah. know the origins of it or like just that's all, that's always, that, that would be interesting to, to see. We're talking like, second, third, fourth degree of separation. Right. Right. And They're like, they find out what it is. <laughs> It's like, wait, they're just on stage rapping. That's nothing. How dare they? Right. <laughs> it's like people say, like, you know, immigrants, we get the jobs done, the job done. And it's like, okay, but that's from Hamilton, right? You know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is? Yes. <laughs> what happens to them after that? They have to rethink their life. We've been quoting something that was in the mass culture. Well... It depends where they fall politically, right? Like, oh, you know, so if they're in the Pence camp, it's like, oh my gosh, get a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if they're like not, then it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you'll get two completely different reactions, I think. What does Disney, where, where does Disney fall with that kind of thing? With anything, I mean, especially with the images of the show being used out there obviously disney tries to be as apolitical as possible really and now that's going to be on their system yeah i mean i don't know it'll be interesting to see what i i didn't see if there was any backlash to disney having right having when they acquired the rights to hamilton right did yeah. you see anything on that there, there I mean, was general that... just conversation about censorship was the main situation because of the language in the show but nothing more than that i know i didn't even think of the censorship but what are they gonna do like because it's a family friendly like platform yeah um, yeah like, they're allowed violence obviously because those pirates films get pretty dark yeah but there are there are a couple of f words in there how do they move around that I wonder. Yeah, a bastard son of a whore. <laughs> That's a bold opening. 
I'm I'm very intrigued to see how they're going to handle uh, Southern motherfucking Democratic Republicans. Is that right? Is that yeah. the line? Yeah. That is exactly yeah. the line. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm just trying to think of Hamilton censored now. Southern mother, ho ho! <laughs> yeah, just, just put Mickey in there every few minutes, we'll be fine. <laughs> I think there'll be like outrage if they censored it, but. but they, they, uh, Lynn did say when they were talking about it a couple of, I saw a small snippet of an interview back in February when there was mention about it coming to cinemas that he doesn't mind it being censored and it probably will be censored so it gets to more people. So I think that's kind of like that is a definitive thing that we're going to have this cut version, albeit briefly. Okay, well. It's not a problem, but it's this strange situation where we live in a world where everything is there in all its glory. Uh, It'd be good if they could offer both somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I mean, didn't they? They censored a butt in Splash and still. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's official word on it being edited yet, but I guess we'll find out on July 3, right? Yeah. yeah. Looks like By the time it, everyone's yeah. listening, they'll know when they think they're screaming at the podcast. How, you know, <laughs> bleeping, bleeping, bleep, or however they chose to sense it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what, what will happen when kids grow up on Hamilton? Like a three or four year old rapping the lyrics. How cute is that going to be? <laughs> Imagine the first word being <laughs> Alexander. Achilles <laughs> uh. Manigan. Oh, <laughs> screaming as they're walking down the road, unaccompanied, obviously. It's a uh. lockdown. So this child's got out somehow. <laughs> Begging parents to be in the room where it happened. <laughs> Yes, a new a Hamilton for a new genre for the next gen. <laughs> oh God, that's going to happen soon. There will be another musical that will turn the next tide, and we're going to become the old fuddy duddies. I know. I oh. Know. Well, I still remember when Phantom of the Opera opened, and I was like, "Oh, okay, you're like old." <laughs> I mean, cats is. Uh, do a sequel any day now, I think. Oh, you back on cats. <laughs> oh we can never God. leave cats. We can never leave cats. Cats is. I don't know. I was traumatized. I'd just gone over my trauma, and now you've just ripped the band aid off. <laughs> I, I don't think I've I found another person yet who likes cats. <laughs> Surely I'm not alone. No, Tom Hoover. Tom loves cats. Maybe maybe he'll be maybe he'll just be like so whilst we're in in lockdown I made like we've shot cats the sequel. <laughs> we can but dream. Here we meow again. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I don't know. I'd no share cat, that'd be something. <laughs> A sight to behold. Put her in all the sequels, Mamma Mia too, cats too. <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah, that's where she goes into Toontown and tries to find out what happened to Eddie Valiant, obviously. 
<laughs> it writes itself. Uh, we were, we, we, I'm still like mad at Universal, and I say this with love, mad because they dropped Wicked for cats. I was like, this is what we lost <laughs> cats. Yeah, that's a real bait and switch and a half. I mean, yeah, I can't argue there. Um, but surely, like, we could still on the way, it'd just be take a bit longer. And in the meantime, we got the uh, the joy that is cats. So, we do at this rate, it's just gonna be playing Madame Morrible, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they'll de age, we'll be fine. Fine, the, the Irishman and cats, if we've learned anything, CGI can make everything work fine. <laughs> You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. You see, nice DH actors. <laughs> Spike Lee was getting like people ask him, "Why didn't you DH actors in the flashback?" And it's like <laughs> Spike Lee are asking him this question. I mean, why didn't he? How dare he? <laughs> he can't have been like a reason, or maybe you know, he just had better things to do, and the actors are good enough to survive. Two different generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, we have Hamilton. I haven't discovered, I haven't actually visited any of the other musicals that Disney Plus has right now. That could be a fun dive. You could do the whole high school musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> I've That's been the whole phrase, um, the newsies. Yeah, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay, good. I'm not insane. I didn't have a stroke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they got Newsies, the Broadway version. Yeah. What else have they got? They have Annie, old uh, school Annie. Ah, John Hughes. Uh, yeah, yeah. What else do they have? So you guys, I'm sure you've, maybe you've slightly different content, right? Um, I think, I think we've pretty much all the same. Yeah, maybe a couple of things, but um, I remember I used the American, like I used the VPN to watch all of the Mandalorian because we were getting <laughs> it weekly back in March when we first yeah, was it, it March when it opened yeah. over here. It was still being released once a week, and I was just like, no, <laughs> I just watched all eight in one go, please. Was it worth it? Uh, the joys of VPN. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. We've got the sound of music. That's on there. Into the Woods. Yep. God, Into the Woods. Yeah, that was a misstep. I tend to forget Johnny Depp was in that. <laughs> no. It's, that was kind of the half the promotion was, hey, we've got Johnny Depp in one seat. Yeah. Come, come watch it. And Meryl's going to pop up briefly and get an Oscar nomination because she's, you know, the best. Yeah. Emily Blunt is not going to get an Oscar nomination. (laughs) Oh, one day she'll be the queen of everything. Exactly. One day. It's like, you know, the party's already going on, but I'm just waiting for people to come. (laughs) (laughs) What if The Quiet Place 2 was going to be the one that gets her cemented forever? Can you... We'll just just never get there. I've seen it. <gasps> ah. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the last films before I saw before quarantine. I was like, 
yeah maybe that's it maybe when it's released then we can finally all commit and go yes finally we're all bowing down and also the fact that a new <laughs> film exists <laughs> and it's not Artemis Fowl uh, yeah. uh, that, that movie very, very kind to call it a movie I think <laughs> that piece of content that Disney had to uh, hold us <laughs> off until Hamilton it was like we can't give you Hamilton so here's this Artemis Fowl we've kind of finished a movie after you know reshooting and reshooting um yeah. They did give us Frozen 2 early. Ah, that's the difference. We haven't got Frozen 2 or Onward yeah. over here. Oh. They're strict on those. They're still waiting for them to have TV premieres first. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, isn't... Aren't they going to drop that behind into, into the unknown, like the making of Frozen 2? What? Yeah, I think they're dropping it in July... Just before they drop Frozen 2 over here. Okay. Yeah. That's hilarious. Ah. Here's the making of, and then we'll show you the movie. Get yeah. all the spoilers out first. <laughs> then you go in and watch it and just appreciate what we did artistically <laughs> and not at all narratively. Why do they do that more often? them doing that with The Mandalorian. They should have done them, <laughs> the documentary series before they released The Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, um, what else do they have? Sound of music, if you want to go old school. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Poppins. I, I really, all I've been watching on Disney Plus, really, is The Simpsons. Um, I did there, go back over... There's a over... musical episode. There are, there are. Surely there's many musical episodes. There's one that's a specifically a musical episode. Hmm. Um, the only other thing I've really watched on there was uh, me and my sister watched George of the, uh, of the Jungle to revisit our childhood and immediately <laughs> regretted it. There's a song in that. It, oh, have you tried it in your adult life? It's it's horrible. It's painful <laughs> to watch. Oh gosh. Okay. I, I know. I don't. I don't know how I liked it when I was a child. I just read oh. Frasier is the best. I mean, he's just a great talent. I I, a... I dare you to try it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing dares now. That's what lockdown is. <laughs> basically, we're doing film jackass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then what was cats? <laughs> what was cats? Was that the film jackass of the world? Were we all dead? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jess, I'm still... It's been re- six months, I'm still reeling. I remember Jackass. Jackass was so good. But yeah, let's see the Jackass of films, like, you know, dive into Disney Plus and be like, that movie was really good when you were a kid. Like, you loved it. Went to revisit as an adult. What the hell was I thinking moment? Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, although I am kind of tempted to go into uh, onto George of the Jungle 2 now, just to... <laughs> Just to see how much worse it could possibly get. <laughs> Again, what if the sequel is better? Hamilton. <laughs> These are things you don't know until you try. Or, you know, someone listening uh, commissions me to do. But I'm willing to do it. I will do it. For a dare. 
Um, I think I'm going to stick to the Simpsons. <laughs> like, just that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I don't know. I don't know if I want to dive into Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. <laughs> oh, but he's going to cause a lot of ruckus there. You know it. You just have to find out what kind of ruckus. Probably vehicle related. Oh, uh, there's, no, there's no point if Lindsay Lohan's not in it. Surely. <laughs> you live your life by fully loaded. <laughs> Oh, it's gosh. so funny you said Lindsay Lohan. I'm looking at the old parent trap. I'm like, I oh, yeah. forgot. <laughs> um, so, what you're saying is Disney Plus has too much content and Hamilton shouldn't really be on there and we should just cancel its release. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> or what if they just cancel everything else on Disney Plus and it's just called Hamilton Plus? I think that's the way to go. That might be the thing. So you get just Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, that's all you'll ever need. And you can't stop it. Once you start playing, it doesn't pause or anything. So you've got to go around two and a half hours before you can get back to where you started again if you have to go to the bathroom. It's a law. I know that's going to be interesting to see like what people like when you're because obviously if you're in the theater you're not going to be like popping out to the bathroom every two minutes right because a oh. you're in the middle of a row and then <laughs> you're like so you're sitting there till the interval or the end and then like you're not going to be pulling out your phone unless you're one of those people um general like even if they can't go to a theater at the moment they should also be shunned in lockdown exactly so it'll be interesting to see like people how they watch this like are they gonna live tweet along with hamilton like what are they gonna mm. do that would definitely you'll see a lot of people doing scott screenshots of them watching it and just being like look at me i'm doing it right now and nothing else <laughs> i wonder what they're gonna do for the interval part will it go straight in or will it have like a a card a 15 minute get popcorn. A little pop up window to order popcorn. Oh. <laughs> yes, some ice cream tubs as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I miss going out. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, until we can. We've got Hamilton on a loop now. <laughs> we do. We do. And I think it's about time we get ready to click play. <laughs> Hamilton the, plus the great thing com. about the editing is I can then suddenly click play as opposed to then have to wait two more weeks. <laughs> oh, two whole weeks. <laughs> Jess, thanks for coming and talking Thank Hamilton. You. Thank, Thank you so much. much for me. You're just a gem. You're an absolute diamond. <laughs> that was fun. Thank you. <laughs> And now we've got Sarah O'Connell from, uh, what is your thing called? It's a show. It's on oh, YouTube. I know this one. It's called The Sarah O'Connell Show on YouTube. That seems, how did you come up with a title like that? Uh, the Jonathan Ross show was taken mm. and the film Taken was taken too. So I, just, uh, you know, just, I went through every possible option and, and that was the last one really. That was the last one? Yeah. So, how long did it take you to get to that point then? 
I, I only googled three things, but that that one was available. So, so it took you four minutes to do three Google searches. Yeah, I was kind of I was watching the TV. I got distracted. You know how it is. Oh, there's a whole thing going on. It wasn't just an entire. Oh yeah, focused. no. I mean, I was I was multitasking. Right. Okay. Yeah. But you're saying that you're, the creation of your show is yeah. through some sort of background half-hearted attitude. Yes. Cool. Content is quality. I should say so. But, but I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, Stephen King novel, which turned into a small miniseries and two films. Indeed. Or, or one film if you watch them back to back. Do you watch them back to back? No, it's just hard to see the telly. Well, it depends on where you're facing. Ah, that's the problem. Someone's always got to be left behind. Very true. Unless you're side- if you're sideways to the telly, you can do it, but you just get neck ache. Yeah, but if you're sideways to the telly, you're having to deal with Paul Giamatti riding all the time. That's true. I'm sorry, Paul Giamatti? Am, am yeah. I, am I, I? I thought I was saying his name right the whole time. Marty. I don't know. It's never come so, up with any other Reddit. Sarah, you've only ever been on Reddit? Yeah, basically. And, and asked Chief. I should probably ask Paul. You think? Have you had him on the show yet? I haven't had Paul, no. Okay. Paul Schumati, you are out there because mm. you've got nothing else going on. You are listening right now. Get on the Sarah O'Connell show on YouTube. Yes, please. That'll do it. I mean, our listenership's not big, but one of them has to be Paul Giamatti because, I mean, what else is he going to do right now? Well, he might hear this by accident, and in which case he's very welcome on the Sarah O'Connell show. And if you hear it on purpose, you're also very welcome, I believe, right? Oh, yeah. And but also we're actually. here on, on this great podcast of yours. Yeah, we, we can take him or leave him, I think. Yeah. As, as long as we get... Portia Matty, or Marty, onto the Sarah O'Connell show. Our job here is done. We'll shut down the whole podcast after that point. Mm, yeah, well, that, that's kind of the end game, isn't it? That's your, your final move. That's the, the finale. That's the summation of everything this has been leading up to. We start 200 episodes ago, we started with a notion. And um, that was to create a podcast just so Portia Matty would come onto a YouTube show. Makes sense. It's, a, yeah. it's an elaborate 200-move chess game. We always think at least 198 episodes ahead. So if you listen to episode three, Con Air, yeah. you'll definitely notice that's when we click in. I notice a subtle hinting of it. And the, the, the lovely thing about your, your podcast, if you don't mind me saying it, is that when, when you get to the, the show and the topic you're talking about, if you then work your way backwards, you can see how it led up to that point. Now, I do mind you talking about it. I think you should know your place and talk about your own show instead. I don't know very much about Fish at all, but I'm happy to talk about my show. There's a lull here because Johnny has decided not to appear because he doesn't want to be in the room where it happens. But we have you here because we're talking Hamilton, which is a show you know everything about. Oh, a lull. Hilarious. But uh, yeah, you're here to talk about Hamilton. You know every line? Yeah, I mean, mean, there's only one word, Hamilton. I can spell it and stuff. So then I've got an interesting relationship with Hamilton in that I I technically don't have one because I've always wanted to see the show and I've heard amazing things about it and stuff and people listening to the soundtrack. But 
because I kind of wanted to see it so much, I've actually actively avoided listening to the soundtrack at all so that when I see it for the first time, I'm also experiencing, you know, the storyline and the acting and all the good stuff that comes with it. So I'm literally going to be going into the situation fresh. So you've, so when people have actually played any tracks, you've managed to avoid it, you, you knew instinctively, yeah. this is something I've not heard before. Window. Yeah. Every time? Yeah, well, the, the thing is, too, because I haven't heard it, I don't know if I am hearing it. Sure. And so I, sometimes I don't you're just listen listening to Theatre to... FM very often. <sighs> I don't think they play it on Theatre FM anymore. So, like, Smooth Sounds of the 70s. And... That's where they'll play it. Mm. It's iconic 70s music is Hamilton. Yeah. It's that, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Neil Young, David Crosby, mm, yeah. Stephen Stills, all separate. Mm-hmm. And Alexander Hamilton. Although I must add at this point, I have, because the, the trailer was released in the early hours of the morning, I have now seen part of it through yeah. the, the, the promotional juggernaut that is the Walt Disney Corporation. I've heard of them, but have they done mm. anything substantial? Yeah, they did Peach Dragon, they did Rescuers Down Under, they did the sequel to Maleficent. Ooh, she's the mistress of evil. I know, right? I don't know if I can support a brand who supports her. It's a difficult, it's a difficult thing. But, it's um, a real ethical situation. I, I think so. But if they are but, rescuing people down under, I guess, kind of like it's a yin and yang situation. And of course, The Rescuers was the first digitally animated Disney classic production where it went from being hand-drawn to their, their new pioneering Robots. software that they had at the time. How do you know about animation? I've got a degree in it. The third degree? Um, first one. Oh, congratulations. You're, you yeah. are a pioneer. Thank you very much. And I also watched um, a, a documentary called, I think it was called Waking Beauty on Disney Plus the other day, which really goes into the, the, the history of Disney and their evolution through the studios and the sort of brand masters of animation that used to work there to transitioning over to digital and working on his frame Roger Rabbit, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King and stuff like that. It's very interesting. I've heard of some of those films. Mm. Are they available to stream anywhere? Yeah, so they're, they're all um, live action films mostly. Okay. Um, but I think they've since... They've remade them as cartoons. I think I understand the chronology. That's how I like to watch my thing. I See, the problem is the old films, they're really boring and they're full of people mm. who I don't like. What I want yeah. to see is quality hand-drawn material. Exactly. With, with, which actually have people holding newspapers telling you what year they were drawing it in. Oh, you know, this is why I've never watched the, the critically acclaimed TV show Neighbours because I'm waiting for the animation animated adaptation. But I don't know if that's going to come for a while because that seems to be something that Australia doesn't like to do. Mm. Well, They're not very animated. Rescue is down under. Yeah, they've, they've come down there and had a little bit of a go, but I don't know mm. if they succeeded. I think it's going to be good. Yeah? yeah. How, many, how, how many episodes have, of Neighbours have they? Oh, there's at least so several. There's several. I mean, I saw there was a wedding one. Eight? Maybe. I don't know if you're going to be able to see that in your lifetime There's perhaps tens of episodes Tens? We're talking double figures 
I think so. So, I mean, you know, I can just watch the previously or Neighbours thing and then just sure. catch up that way. How many Neighbours are there, though? Um, well, it depends. If you, if you live on the end of the street, just the one. Yeah. And likewise, the other end of the street, really. So there might be multiple episodes about one individual neighbour. That seems too many. Yeah. person That's in the what... middle has two neighbours, but the others just have a, a neighbour each. I see. I'd, I'd like to have no neighbours. Is that a possibility? Yeah. Okay. Yes. How many neighbours do you have? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I genuinely have never spoken to one of them. So you haven't spoken to one of them, but the others? It's by some bizarre accident. We've never crossed paths. I think they work nights or something. I don't know what they do. Um, but yeah, sorry, I have several neighbours. Okay. Right, and are you going to animate them? I'm, I'm waiting for the animated version. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm not. I'm, I. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh. Genuinely, I don't think animated neighbours is going to work. No, why not? I mean, if you, if cause at some point you're then going to have to be an animated. Oh well, yeah. Are, I you, do. are you comfortable going through that? I think so. Yeah, you just all you have to do is just keep exactly still. It's like life drawing. So they do one frame at a time, then they move you, then they go back to their chair, then they redraw you in the next position. Yeah, and I mean, how are you going to have an adventure whilst you have to make sure you're stopping every second, every frame of an adventure? Honestly, it's probably about the speed I normally move at, so I won't notice much difference. And then what's your life going to be? Um... Very interesting, eventually, when it's converted into the animated medium, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. That's a positive, then. Mm-hmm. I do you genuinely think, think, do you reckon the critics are going to go falling for you? Um, yeah, I think it's just going to go spectacularly. And then, obviously, it'll end up on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Are you, are you a very disney ball person? I do quite like Disney. Okay. Hmm. What do you like about it? Um, so I like the fact that they're creative and they can, they can do a single film, which combines, it can have drama and comedy and character development and romance. And it can have dealing with grieving for your parents dying and then have like a musical number and all this stuff going on and the artwork and the, the research that goes into it, where they actually go to the places of research and stuff like that. It's all amazing. And I just think it's, it's art brought to life and it's like amazing. So I just really like watching Disney things, really. If they're good. If they're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, where do they research? I, I, I've seen this film Zootropolis. Now they, establish a world full of animals that exist with a sentient and hierarchical state class system where do they go to uh, find that they they just go to a zoo and then just say tropolis a lot when they're walking around the zoo <sighs> that's what i did wrong mm-hmm. i went to a zoo and said suit suit yeah it came home with a great new wardrobe but blimey disappointing they do sell some lovely wardrobes at zoos, don't they? So many of them. The only problem is there's a lion in there every flipping time. Yeah. I suppose anything's really a wardrobe if it fits your clothes in it. Everything? Is a house yeah. a wardrobe? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. 
Now, is a closet a wardrobe? Um, yes, very okay. much so. Is a television wardrobe? <laughs> a very complicated one, but the box it comes in can absolutely be adapted to a wardrobe. And well, in then... fact, you can put it on the floor and make it a floor drobe even. You can hang stuff over it. No, I think you're going too far with floor drobes. They're not I... going anywhere, they're just there. <laughs> stoic, stoic, stoic. It's very important for everybody to know that every single word of this is scripted. Yes. And I'm, I'm reading it for the first time. You're, you're an astonishingly strong cold reader, and I'm a great dramatic writer. I do need to put the heating on. And you've done the heating. How do you feel? Uh, with my hands. Nothing else? No, not really. Okay, good. What other senses <laughs> do you have? Um... A sense of regret sometimes. Yeah, that's a classic. Yep, they didn't take the, the food out of the oven until the fire alarm went on. Every time. Every time. Yeah, another salad ruined. Any other, any other senses? <laughs> um, I've got a, a sixth sense, which is on DVD. Oh, congratulations. You've got yeah. a proper version. Yeah, yeah. One of those videos where you have to rewind all the way through just to find out who did it. And I prefer to say you can just turn them around. Which version do you turn around? Uh, the audio book on cassette. Ah. On 92 who, cassettes. Who reads it? I can't remember. It's 1999. 99. Who was famous in 1999? Mandy Moore. Ah, Probably her. She's got that kind that of is. voice that makes you tense and scared and uncertain. No, she's doing great. She's doing really well. Yeah. This is her. Exactly. This, I think, in the years to come, historians are going to look back on this conversation as perhaps the ultimate tribute to Hamilton. The ultimate tribute to Hamilton? I, it, yeah, I think so. Just this? Just, yeah, just that last bit, yeah. No, no, sorry, justice. Do, are we going to do it justice? I think so, yeah. Are you looking forward to sitting down and watching it at home? I can I can scarcely look backwards to it, can I? Um, yeah, no, it should be good. So it's coming out really soon, isn't it? And, yes, um, yes. I'm actually really intrigued to learn more about just because it's based on a true story from what I understand. Mm -hmm. And it should be interesting. And I hear the, the music's amazing. It's got a really good cast. And it's on the aforementioned Disney Plus. So it's basically free if you've already subscribed. Yeah. Which makes it much except cheaper than the opposite Except version. for the money, except for the money bit where you have to pay for it. But yeah, oh, it's, sorry, apart, it's free apart from the money bit. Um, I don't pay money. Oh. Hmm. I do other favours. <laughs> do you just have 97 email accounts or something? <laughs> I've been collecting free samples for everything. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised you don't ever spill them. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I just did. Perfect. Would, would you have rather seen this in the theatre, I'm assuming, would be the yes? Yeah, I'd love to see your podcast in the theatre, to be honest. Thank you. You see, yeah. imagine this episode right now. Mm. 
in it's difficult Asda, to you back Hampton, in an arena. Years. Let's talk. Oh, let's say forty-five thousand seater. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't show good. Hamilton. We wouldn't talk. We would mention it every time we mention it. You'd have to have a Mexican wave going across. Huge, yeah. huge a beach ball being thrown. I feel like oh, this is the kind of vibe. Nice. Yeah, that'd be good. A sandcastle being built on stage. Maybe one of those gigs that you go to where there's a, a DJ performing for an hour before. Would you like to be that DJ? No. I'd, no. I'd like to watch that. That's the kind of experience I'd like to have. Where would you be seated? Um, normally, I don't get the tickets quick enough, so I'd probably be at like the far left-hand side where you're sort of sideways onto the stage and you can see the surprise guests waiting to come on before they've come on, you know? Oh, I remember exactly. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to see Hamilton uh, live, which is the best way I think to experience theatre. But I love the fact that they've, they filmed it as a stage production rather than actually turning it into a film. So, it's, if I understand correctly, it's a Broadway production of Hamilton, isn't it? It is with the original cast yeah. from back in the day. Yes. Now they are working on a film version at some point as well. Yeah. We will have to go through that rigmarole. That's good, because that means I will then have something to compare it to, having seen the original. Oh, are you going to watch the movie version? Yeah, probably. I quite like those. Okay, but what if... Why wouldn't you wait until the animated version of the movie version comes out? Well, everything's animated technically, unless you pause it. Okay, so... Animation is just moving pictures. But would you rather go and watch it all composed together or go to a museum and run really fast down a bunch of steel frames? Uh, I'd, I'd scarcely know the difference. You'd still get sweaty and out of breath either way. <laughs> that happens just sitting down. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, I think you've got to see something, Sarah. I know. Oh, no. I should probably get more than one chair in my house so the other people sit elsewhere. Oh, wait, are you sitting on their lap or are they sitting on your lap? Yeah. Or is this a shoulder situation? You've got a devil on an angel. A bit of base. It's hard to tell anymore. Everything's become one at this point. It's like being in space. I don't know where up and down is. And... Well, you look at the stars, surely. That's true. I can't see them because they're normally blocked out on the telly. But Well, you, that's because you haven't got to the uh, channel. It's stars play over here. Very true. Yes. Actually, do you have that? I think it's a um, it's an Amazon Prime video extension. Certainly is. It is indeed. So you can watch all your favourites, like uh, uh, Mister Mercedes, Can, and Castle Rock. I am. Um, yeah, I need to finish watching that. I'm, I'm halfway through season one, but I kind of want to watch the misery episodes. I tried to watch Castle Rock, and I was very disappointed. I like guitars. Yeah. I like music. I, I like musicals. Mm-hmm. What's your, your favourite musical? What's my favourite musical? Well, thank yeah. you for asking, Sarah. You're the mm-hmm. first person to ever ask me in my entire life anything. I can only apologise. I'm now going to, in, I'm going to improv, interrupt. interview you, I think. Wait, am I on an episode of your show? Yeah, basically. Oh, Whilst Clyde. I should, I should gas you up for a second and pretend I'm someone important instead, because you're only having you good are. questions there. 200 episodes in this is spectacular yeah this is the kind of quality you get 200 episodes in oh yeah i think so so your your favorite musical all time oh, my favorite musical and my favorite musical movie are different 
Will that get me in trouble? No, not really. Oh, okay, because I wasn't sure. I did see the police coming by. My favourite musical... Sing with them, or do they perform by themselves? They are alone together. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. And they only communicate through one type of communication. I bet Shout you can't guess. They put on red lights. Yeah. Yeah. My favourite musical, I would say, mm-hmm. is dot 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 dot. Haven't seen that. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, my favourite character from EastEnders. I don't know if you've ever seen EastEnders. Oh uh, yeah, God Cotton. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's her. It's the story of her opening a laundromat. That's it. It sounds pretty spectacular. It's, oh, let me tell you, Act One. The laundromat opens. And the washing goes in the tumble dryer. Tumble dryer. Act two, tumble dryer. Things get hot and steamy. Will the uh, will the sound effects be added afterwards? So are we going to hear a tumble dryer at this point? No, no, there's no effects nice. going on here. So just the realm of the imagination. This is the theatre of the realm. Is that a thing? Yeah, so everyone's going to be experiencing this differently depending on which noises and indeed images they conjure. And which app they listen to the podcast on. Yeah, that's true. Some of them will then have an advert, some of them won't have an advert, some of them will just go straight to the Joe Rogan podcast and make you hate everyone again. Sure. All the good. Yeah, all the good stuff. And say... That's your favourite live-action musical. What's your favourite? Oh, that's movie? my anime. That was animated. Oh, animated, sure. Yeah, that I mean. was a uh, illumination musical. Yeah. Mhm. I thought it was very illuminating. And it's got lots of the artwork. It's got lots of dot work in it. It's, 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 it's got a point to it. Let's face it. Hmm. But it's not pointillism. Right. It's profoundly circular. That sounds good. Yes. That was the attack. Depending on who you ask. Who are you asking? I don't know anyone. You? You don't know anyone? No, not really. Do you really know anyone? I really. I feel like I know. I was going to say my, I know myself, but of course I don't. Do you? I'm still on a journey. I, I think I know Paul Giamatti at this point. Oh, yeah. Or, but if it's Paul Giamatti, then I don't really know. Wasn't he in Back to the Future? Which part? All of them. I've not seen all of the Back to the Future films. Paul Giamatti McFly. Was that the bit you wanted to work to? Yeah, that was the whole... That was the bit you wanted to work to? 20 minutes, that was, yeah. I've been working after that. See, it's like I was saying, if you go back to the beginning of this episode, like, literally right now, then you'll see the entire build-up, which is what happens in all of your episodes. That is what happens in the Back to the Future films. Exactly. They explain podcasts at the start of every movie. Mm-hmm. Bring it full full front when you get the opportunity to then watch the movie again with a podcast commentary. From exactly. Paul Giamatti, McFly. <laughs> so what is your favourite, what are your favourite musicals? Uh, South Park. South Park. The movie. The movie, yeah. Longer and Uncut. That's, that's your favourite live action. Or that's your my favourite live action, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah. uh, if I was going to go for something that you could only watch in a, in a fake theatre, as they call mm. it, a, a fictionalised recreation of a uh, theatrical experience, 
I would say Hamilton. Hamilton, wow. Yeah, okay. it's a, that, it was a movie where Luke Skywalker gained a lot of weight. Hmm. Do you mean Gravitas? Yes. Yes, thank he, you. Sorry. He held a, a lightsaber for two years. Mm. And, and then uh, threw it over his shoulder. Let me tell you, I think a lot about his gravitas. Yeah. Thick. So you, I guess you're, with it being your, your favourite musical of all time, and which saying, that's quite a statement because Grease 2 exists. Are you... I've never witnessed Grease 2. Hmm? I've never witnessed Grease 2. I've seen Grease, Grease 3, and... Uh, Grease Proof. Yeah, yeah. What happens in the second one? Well, Grease Proof is a sequel to Bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. I assume yeah. it's still in the same universe because everyone's got slick back hair. Yeah. Especially yeah. Damon Wayans. I don't know. I've, I don't know that I've actually had the pleasure of watching it. I just, I read the, the novelization and that was it. <laughs> I miss novelizations. As someone who doesn't read it. You, you I, they, tend to they get them to... free at film festivals. You might tend to get them free at film festivals. Oh. I think people just like you. Yeah, what's that? I don't know what that is. But thank it's you. weird, because I've known you for a long time, and uh, I don't. Yeah. And we actually... <laughs> we're, we're mortal enemies, we should mention. Pardon? We are mortal enemies. This is like a Highlander situation. It pretty much is, yeah. Yeah. What are your favourite novelizations? Well, there's, so, there's so many, isn't there? Well, there's a lot of films. Let's see. Well, my favourite novelizations are the ones where you just get, like, a, a chapter of it. Okay. Like a the... teaser to the book or the film or something, and you'll get it, like, on the free, on, on the front of a magazine. They're the kind of best kind. They're yeah, pretty quick. Hmm. Like a trailer. Yeah. I do like that. I don't like reading too much. Don't know about you. It's really annoying, actually. I was because there's so much media to consume these days. There's Netflix and Amazon Prime and all the stuff on TV and stuff. Mm. I thought I'd buy that magazine TV quick, but it didn't get me through the programs any quicker. Oh, that's a shame. I know. <laughs> what are the you Radio watching? Times the Radio Times predominantly just has TV times in it. That's confusing. No, it is a bit. That's very strange. Mm-hmm. If you look at the TV times, it just tells you that there's a magazine. Yeah. What's that about? Like, how am I supposed to find out when one of my Facebook friends is live streaming a DJ set from their, their, the beautiful house extension? How many Facebook friends do you have that are, have house extensions? <laughs> is that... Seemingly quite a lot. There's several people that will just randomly go live on Facebook and then right. they'll just, it seems like they're just playing Spotify or something and they might have a disco light or something going on. Then you just listen to whatever it is they're playing. Okay, I've not got Spotify and I don't have a disco lamp. I don't have an extension, mm. but I do have a garden. I have a lava lamp and I've got an iPhone. It's got like a couple of songs on there. Can I do something with that? Yeah, I think so. Or just befriend... Wendy's husband, who seems to put on these DJing events. Good for Wendy's husband. Oh, I think so. That's really that cool. Is. I always sadly miss the beginning of it with the introduction, you know, because you get these notifications. 
blah blah has gone live and then you click on it and they're already you're in the middle of the show you can't it feels awkward to go in and ask who the other person is 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 wendy's husband peter pad i don't as i say i don't know i missed the beginning oh okay right that's all hmm. i always wondered if he grew up yeah it would make sense if he grew up to be a dj he just has that vibe our djs have like really catchy fairies. hooks don't they do they? I think so. I don't know if he has a catchy hook. Oh. I thought of him as just, you know, a bit of a flyboy. You think? Hmm. Pretty chill. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us and extolling <laughs> us with the virtues of everything you know about Hamilton, which I think you can say you could fill a whole book. I, I think, I mean, I could fill a whole book just by sitting on it, but I don't know if I necessarily could without reading you the internet once again that's the sarah o'connor show on youtube it is indeed thank you very much are you movie mad on the internet with andrew jones and sometimes johnny ellis but not right now he's not part of it now sarah o'connell you'll be part of the show forever fantastic and hopefully so will you thank you thanks for joining us (laughs) it's been my absolute pleasure And that concludes Act 1. Please, hold for intermission. We will be opening the bar shortly. There will be a queue for ice creams. If you don't want ice creams, then there will be a queue for hot pies. If you don't want hot pies, then there will be a queue to get the fuck out. Shortly, we will return. So, please click on to Act 2 to hear from a lot of other people, including the return of Jan and Dave. Will they like Hamilton? Who will be revealed in Episode 200? Part 2. Two, 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 two.